Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Good. Glad to hear that. In this episode, my buddy Zach FaceTimed me and we went over all kinds of things uh, ranging from his work in jingles and how that differs from uh, songwriting and writing actual songs and how uh, how they're, they're similar. And we talked about songwriting and all the, all the quirky things go along with that. And uh, then just a couple hours of rambling. We actually went pretty long in this one. This is like a two and a half hour, better, more than a two and a half hour actually. So definitely listen to this one in blocks and uh, sorry for the length on it. But anyway, um, please go to the Facebook page. Please go to the Instagram and the Twitter at MI Stuff Podcast, at MI Stuff Podcast 1, the number one on Twitter, and uh, at MI Stuff Podcast uh, regular on Facebook and uh, Instagram. So do that and share those pages. Also, please click the GoFundMe link that I have in the live chat of this YouTube video. And also, the I will have this posted. It's a pinned tweet, I'm pretty sure, on my Twitter page. And I'm also pretty sure that it is on a pinned tweet on my Facebook or pinned post on my Facebook page. And it's also linked up into the bio in the Instagram. So please click that and donate some dollars if the Lord's laid it on your heart and you feel good about it or feel good about anything that we've got going on. Please donate some dollars to us and help us make this thing better for you. And uh, I think that's all I got in the world of promoting. Please go to YouTube. Click subscribe on the YouTube page. Um, what else do we got? Sunday. We go on live Sunday at 5 o'clock with Josh Gregory. He's going to be talking about his new ventures in life. And then Monday night, I'll be going live with Patrick Hanna and Alicia Brown. And we're going to be talking about capital punishment. And Joey Bellamy, my very good friend of mine, is going to be joining us for that talk as well. So be excited for that. And I'm talking fast because I'm going to piss. And I'm going to get out of here soon. Yep, that's all I got for you. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 111 of MI Stuff featuring Zach Williams. Enjoy, motherfuckers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listening there in the audio world, we are here with brother Zach Williams on the FaceTime. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're uh, And for those of you that could not see this beautiful hat tip of the hat that you guys got in the audio world what kind of hat is that what do they call that uh well a flat cap i guess like a newsy hat that's pretty cool man well the newsy hats i think were a little more puffy on the yeah yeah yeah, i guess i think you're right i think a lot lot of people call these scally caps Ah, yeah, the scally cap. Yes, scally cap. That sounds like an insult in the, like, 20s. Don't hang out with that boy. He's just a scally cap. He's a scally cap. (laughs) So, uh, how's the world treating you these days, Brother Zachary? Oh, not too bad, actually. Uh, I'm kind of keeping a little busy, uh, but the, um, well, I took on a new position at work, and then um, somehow my jingles have started picking up a little bit. Dude, that sounds like something that uh, that that uh, you hear in a porn. Right, right. My jangles are picking up pretty good, man. I mean, <laughs> no, but seriously, that's that's really awesome, man. <coughs> um, so I heard the I heard the surf water thing, man. You did a good job. Uh, I I. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about how funny that sounds. Like my jangles are picking. Up. 
but that's really a cool thing, and you don't think about that a lot, especially from a musician standpoint. That that uh, jingles is an option, you know, like that's a like that's yeah. a really cool route to take. Yeah, it was kind of funny because I mean, the way it all started because Adam asked me to write some hold music <laughs> because I, like I was on the I was riding with him and uh, he called Surfwater because he needed. Uh, he needed uh, whoever the works the desk to grab something for him, and then you know, to meet him outside with it. And meet they me were outside. Like, Let me put you on hold. Huh? No, I'm just <laughs> oh. <laughs> meet me outside. Yeah. So, but uh, and he and they were like, "Let me put you on hold while I find it." And then there was some you know crappy music, whatever playing, and he. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up making it there before like we made it there before he got off of hold like so he got out of the g he got out of the truck and was like write me some hold music and ran into the store and i was just like i can do something like that to be fun whatever and then i did it and then somebody posted i like i posted or whatever on facebook and somebody commented underneath they were like man i know a lot of people that need voiceover work you should do this for a living and as soon as he said it i was like I would have never thought of that at all. Yeah, man. I mean, that's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. Just just out of a out of a all, all the best things are born out of necessity. Rick Thomas, that's a good way to make donuts. He says with jingles. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. What do you think donut holes come from? So uh, that's pretty awesome, man. Like uh, I, I've I started messing around with that a little bit, just not necessarily jingles, but just doing like. Uh, 90 second clips of music and 30 second clips of music for like uh, for Tyler Brown for the fishing show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just making little stuff like that is so much fun and it's and it's, it's less demanding too. Like, you feel like the hard part in, I guess, writing is, is finding out what to write about. So that yeah. when they give you all the information, that takes the hard part away. So all you have to do is. Exactly, and that's right. kind of just like a thing. Like since you know, since I've been up here working for Synchrony for you know however long now, like yeah, I never if I start writing a song nine times out of ten it's right before I have to go to bed or right before I have to go to work, and then you know by the time I get a chance to come back to it, I've lost the motivation. I understand but, that a hundred percent. Yeah. So, but when it comes to when it comes to jingles, though. It's a, you know what I mean? At, at the absolute most, I'm writing something that's two minutes long. And I all I have to do is come up with a hook, and then I just have to speak and say, like, come down and see us for blah, 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 you know? And yeah. I, so I'm like, I just wrote a song, in a sense. You know, it's not a, it's not a full, you know, rock song or whatever, but it's fun, you know? I'd like, I, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still getting to write and record. And I'm making some, making some little extra money on the side, you know. Both of those are very, very large pros. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And I mean, look at two and a half men. Look at look at Charlie Sheen. He had it. He had it going on. <laughs> Didn't he ever? Goodness. <laughs> oh, Charlie Sheen. Listen, I watched this uh, this thing on Netflix called The Two Thousands. Have you watched any of those documentaries yet? Like the decades, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, and then two thousands. I haven't seen that yet. I, I, uh, I think I saw it when the 60s were on. I wanted to watch it, but I never got around to it. Dude, I started watching the... Um, the I watched, I'm watching them backwards. I started watching the 2000s, 
and now I'm watching the 90s. So I'm just going to go backwards with them. But, dude, <laughs> uh, one of the things that I saw on that show was, uh, shit, what were we just talking about that led me to think of this? Some music or some show or something? Jingles. No, I knew we were talking about jingles. <laughs> shit, I totally lost my point of going into the 2000s because I was thinking about those shows. They're really good, by the way. You should watch them. Oh, I said Charlie Sheen and Two and a Half oh! Men. Oh! <laughs> Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men. They made the point of bringing up Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men when one of the guys who was in Two and a Half Men was part of the documentary and was like, yeah, you know, I, I was... They, they, they prompted me and asked me about being in this show, and then I was like... Oh yeah, well, I'm every I, w- I had a reputation for the show killer, and then I got hooked up with Charlie Sheen, and everything in my life changed. And then he laughed and was like, "Well, not as much as his life." <laughs> <laughs> the guy that plays Alan in Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh God! Wait a minute, Stucky. What? What the hell's his name? I can't remember. Oh my God. Uh, it'll come to me at the end of this episode when we're not talking about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be fine. Fuck it. But, uh, but yeah, man, the jingles, the jingles are a really cool thing that, that can, that can, and I guess I think of it being like the layman would think, oh, it only has to be like pretty short. So that's a, that takes a lot less time to do. And like, I don't know if a jingle would take any less time to record than an actual full length song. Not at all. I mean, really, well, there's a couple aspects about jingles that I really love. The first off, like you said, it doesn't really take any less because in this sense, now, if you're recording a song for yourself, you can just add stuff and add stuff, yeah. and add stuff. So, you know, to make it to make it more fun or make it more whatever you want. But for this, for, for like a jingle, you got to make it sound good because this is an advertisement for somebody. Yeah, you they're paying you to help them make money. So you want to make sure that it's going to sound good. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you got to make sure that the parts are that the parts that you come up with, you know, they fit. And but it's not you can't you can't overdo it either yeah like in writing your own music you're writing for yourself and in doing that you're writing for someone else yeah and i mean and a lot of times too with like if you're writing your own song you're thinking about what kind of talent can you put into it what kind of yes what kind of work can you put here and there with a jingle you just got to be straight and to the point i mean get you know i mean make it make it good obviously but you have to try to make it good but you also have to make sure that because if you put way too much in there, it's not going to be catchy. Nobody's going to remember it. That J.G. Wentworth song, man, there's, you know what I mean? They didn't put nothing into that. But that's if you hear that commercial once, you're going to be thinking J.G. Wentworth all day. Oh, yeah, exactly. 877 cash now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, or that's, go to the... That's my brain. For a, great, for, a, for a great online rate or something. Oh no! no Go that, to the general right. and save some time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the general. See, like that was. I mean, that was genius. But I mean, it, there's nothing. You don't have to put like arpeggios or something like that in there. You know, exactly. You just make something catchy and hooky. Exactly right. You're selling a product. You got to put in more work. Rick says in the chat. One hundred percent. And uh, I feel like 
two, that you feel like you can do whatever you want to do in your own music because it's your own music. Like I'm writing this shit. I, I'm the captain now. You know, this is like right. I, <laughs> I'm the one doing this thing. Damn it! So I, I felt like too. Um, I did everything, and I even, even noticed doing this stuff for Tyler. And it was just, just like I would record something. He didn't really ask for as much as I sent him. I was just like stoked to do it and just kept sending him stuff. And then when you realize that, like, that was the first time when I sent stuff and he was like, hey, man, let's try it like this, try it like that. And I'm like, but I already tried it the way I think was right. And then I realized, like, oh, you know, this is the difference in yeah doing something for somebody and doing something for yourself because you get everything squared away and make it perfect. For you, yeah. but might not be perfect for them. But even on top of that, though, and like at the, the first time that came up to me when someone was like, you know, hey, why don't we try it this way instead? I, at first, I was like, you know, like you said, I was like, ah, I thought it was really good the way it was. Like, but I'm the musician, back, right? You trust me, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then I went back and I'm like, you know what? I mean, it's a challenge. This is something I haven't done. Before. That's right. So, therefore, like, you know, like recently, I did one for this place. Uh, I did a, a jingle for this place called uh, Fat Fast Home Sales, and it was literally like it was one of those like JG Wentworth things. They just needed a, like a singing hook, you know. And I'd never done anything like that before. And then the guy sent me a couple of samples. He's like, "We're going for a style like this," blah blah blah. blah. And I, you know, and <clears throat> when I went into it, I was at, at, like instantly. My first thought, I was like, "Oh my god." I, I don't, I, I write rock songs. I don't know, you know, or I write catchy, catchy stuff. Like yeah. That, you know. But then when I sat down for a minute, I like went and sat in the room for, for a minute, like sat by myself for probably, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes trying to do different stuff. And then all of a sudden it came to me. I'm like, Beach Boys, I need to just do a big harmony thing, yeah. here, you know, and just, I need something very simple, you know, and just make it. I don't need a big production. I don't need 15 guitars in there, you know, a big drum beat or something. You know, it was, I just need something simple. Yeah, exactly. So, and that was a lot of fun. The one I'm working on right now, I got this one that I'm doing. This guy asked for hold music. This was Hold music. So, the, okay, so as you're thinking hold music, and that's, dude, as, as soon as he said it, I was like, okay, time to come up some more, like, little jazzy stuff or some elevator music or something. Yeah. This guy threw me, like, two or three samples of, like, this hard, bluesy stuff. And it's it's hold music for a car, for, like, a car repair shop. Oh, yeah, he wants to, I get you. So, and he sent me a couple of samples. Dude, he sent me this one sample of, like, this Jeep commercial, dude. And it was, like, had the you know, it was hard and that, like, bluesy yeah. stuff. And I'm like, I'm not that much of a bluesy guy. I don't know what to do, but he was like, and, and you know, I, I didn't say that to him. Yeah. You know, he's, a, like, he's like, you can just take that music and put your, vo- put your voice on it if you want to. And I'm like, eh, I'd rather write something. But dude, it took me, for, it took me, I spent a whole night trying to work on something and I couldn't figure it out. And then last night I sat down with GarageBand and it hit me. And I came up with yeah. this thing. I sent it to him uh, last night, and he he messaged me this morning. He's like, "I love it." I'm like, "Wow, that's good." <laughs> Did, now, are you doing your own drum beats, or are you just playing to a drum track? Because I do a lot of my stuff to a drum track on GarageBand. Well, it's a drum track, but I'm creating it. 
I mean, I, I create every hit on there. Like you, you're making the you're you're individually doing like bass here, bass here, bass here, hi hat, hi hat, hi hat, hi hat, blah blah blah, yeah. all the way through, and then now, then crash symbol, ride symbol. Is, I mean, I'll create I'll create a beat in a four measure spot, and then I copy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I yeah I make the whole thing, and I mean, and you know, if it's the same beat for eight measures, and then I need to go to a ride, I can just a lot of times I I take the hi hat and then just move move it to a ride. Right, for that section. So you can copy. This is a Garage Band question for uh, me as a nerd. Could you copy your high your high hats measures and literally just paste those exact measures in a ride symbol track, and it would translate? Or would you have to go in and manually drag a ride track to that? What? Well, here's the beauty of it. Once you open up that, like the the um, the editing thing, yeah. All you gotta do is just grab grab the whole set, yeah, and then just drag it up. Yeah, exactly. Like just grab those four four hi hat things and turn yep. them into four. Just drag them up. Yeah, that's what I do. Okay, I didn't realize that was a thing. So you can just drag that that same tap into a ride symbol, and instead of it being a hi hat, it's a ride symbol. Those the same four notes. Yep. And instead of having to manually place them there, you just drag them up. Yep. That's Absolutely. really cool. I didn't realize that was a thing. Now, a lot of things of what I do, like, like you know, because, you know, I've recorded a lot of punk rock tunes and yes. do. So um, a lot of times what will happen is, like, when I go, like, I'll have the, the, the hi-hats on, like, the one and four or whatever. But then when I go to the ride, I want the ride to be, like, the 16ths or the 8ths or whatever. Yes. So I want to add it in. So I can drag those up and then copy that copy and stagger that them and go one measure over and paste it. And then it all fills it in. Stagger them. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, but now with that, though, I mean, you have to go in and kind of. Um, that takes uh, a long time. Well, I mean, not. I've been doing the, it so long now. It doesn't take as long. Yeah. When you when you first start to do that, that would that would take forever. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you, the the hardest part at that point is that you just you have to then you have to go in and mess with the velocity of how how hard the hits are. Yeah. Because and that was something that I didn't realize for the longest time. I thought my drums sounded like crap because all of my hi hats were like. <laughs> but I had to realize when you're sitting playing drums, you know, you're like, you're not hitting them at a hundred fifteen percent every time. So. Now, how do you do that? Is that just a volume thing? You 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 pull them way back volume wise, or is that like a is there a setting on intensity? There's a setting. It's called it's it says velocity. And you okay. Know, you can set it and it, and literally you just drag it up and down and you can you can hit it at a hundred percent. I think the highest you can go you can hit it at like a hundred twenty percent, and then you can go you know anywhere down from there. And hmm. It's. I mean, it's pretty cool. Man. I'm learning. Same I'm thing, learning I mean, here. Obviously, same thing with any hit for any drum on there. So I mean, yeah. you know, if you want to do a build up, you know, you do like a, you know, you can have it. Yeah, from get it top and then drag it up. Hmm. Now, does that work like the volume slider works, or is or do you have to go in from measure to measure and control that? You. I mean, it's each. It's. Or no, each hit, not measure like to measure, but hit to hit. You have to go into you have to go to each hit. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I had to ask that. I know that's not interesting to a lot of people other than me, but I had to know that. 
Well, no, but I mean, at the same time, though, and like I said, though, like as long I've been doing this now since 2015. Yeah. So now I go in there and I'm just like, you know, just move stuff in the sack quick, and then I copy and paste whatever I need from there. But you Dude, know, um, GarageBand is phenomenal. It's so damn good. It's the best thing I've ever used to to work with. Absolutely, hands down. And I mean, especially with the different, like I have like a Les Paul, I have an Ibanez, uh, you know, I have a Squire Strat, and then a, you know, Les Paul, like with the different sound, the different guitar sounds that I have, and the different uh, amp emulators they have. Those amp emulators are badass. Yeah. I've got, my Strat's a Squire Strat. I I play, uh, that's my only electric guitar, actually. And I Is that the tie dye one? You no, know, no, 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 man. You remember, dude? I don't have that thing anymore, man. I thought I could. I thought I remembered you getting rid of it, but yeah, I, I was a fool. I needed dollars, and I didn't get near as much as I should have gotten out of it, man. Do you know where it is now? No, I do not. Aw, aw, that's right, dude. That thing was a fucking streamlined butterfly. That thing was beautiful, man, and the, the that sound. She was. Bad, dude. Do you remember? You remember when I used to lay that thing down in my lap and play it with a lighter? You remember that? Oh yeah, dude. God, man, that thing was yeah. God, I miss that thing. But yeah, we're not here to cry about spilt strats. Something to say. A moment of silence for the for the. A moment of silence for the strat. I tell you what, I see you with your little uh, your little vapor machine right there. Let me grab mine. Hold on, BRB. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. So, I don't know if I, I uh, if you caught the tail of the chair. So there was this chair that I ordered. And uh, it was a really sweet chair. It was like a one of those gamer chairs, like a computer chair. Oh yeah! And it was really sweet. And I got hair caught on something. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong video. <laughs> that, that was delayed. It was caught. It's not anymore. Uh, but yeah, I ordered this chair, and uh, it was a paid sponsorship on Instagram. Uh-huh. And. Said three hundred or, or, or three hundred, like eighty uh, percent off this chair. So I got this chair, eighty percent off, and I was like, "Dude, that's really awesome!" So <laughs> it was like this few hundred dollar chair that I could get for like sixty bucks. So I was like, "Shit, yeah, I'll take that." <laughs> so I ordered, the ch- I ordered the chair right then, and it's probably stupid to go and order something in the middle of the winter time when I'm a musician, <laughs> yeah. but. I ordered this chair and I was like, dude, this thing's awesome. I'm going to get like a $300 chair for like 60 bucks. And this is great. So I wait, I get an email. It says, we got your order confirmation. Here's your, uh, here's your, whatever your confirmation number and all this bullshit. And I'm like, sweet. And it says, wait, because of the order, it might take up to 10 business days to get your tracking number. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm fine with that. Save me, <laughs> save me some money. So it's probably coming from overseas. I get it. And, so 10 days goes by, no email. So I immediately send them an email and I wait another, like say a week or so. And I'm like, man, this is really weird. 
And I was seeing that ad on Instagram like every day for like a month <laughs> before I finally clicked it. Yeah. So I was like, I hadn't seen that ad in a while. So I go to look up this thing and go to uh, search the company that sent it to me. Uh-huh. And the website is no, doesn't exist. Like the website doesn't exist. And I go to Reddit and I type in on Reddit this company and I just get fucking pages of information about this company is a scam. Don't <laughs> give you don't give them your credit card information. And I was like, fuck. So ended up going to the bank and getting them to canceling the can or, or, or refunding me the dollars and canceling that. Like I, I told them all what happened and everything. So I ordered another chair. <laughs> <laughs> so I paid twice as much as I would have paid on the other chair in the middle of the winter, like an idiot. Like I have dollars to yeah. just just spend like that. But I, I had already <laughs> gotten my hopes up. On getting a chair, and plus I want something comfortable for my guests to sit in when they're here instead of the rocking chair. Oh yeah. So, now, uh, dude, that and I don't know if it's a musician thing, but I'm the same way. Like when you get, like you get your heart set on something, it's on. Like we gotta have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You get your heart set on something, whether it's and and for me, it's food, man. Like if I get my heart set on something, like. Yep. Like my mouth set on, like I'm gonna have Japanese food. They're like nothing else will quench that thirst, or nothing else will will work. No, you're absolutely. And you know what's funny, man? You know what that happens with me on a regular basis. But what's even funnier about it is I'm really not that much of a fast food guy anymore. Yeah. But dude, if I'd like if it, like if I get in the mood for a double cheeseburger from Burger King. I I don't care how far I have to drive. That flame grilled taste. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or, and it's always funny, but it's always it always has to do with like fast food or something like that. I mean, if it's you know, you know what, I, I, you know, want some Taco Bell? Like you know, what I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I I have food here. I have homemade salsa here. You know, I got all kinds of food. Stuff that I could make better than Taco Bell, but I'm like, I'm going for a Mexi Melt right now. I don't care what anybody has to say. <laughs> Taco Bell's the one that, <laughs> the one that lured me back into fast food. Like you can't I can't really get away from Taco Bell. I went without fast food for a really long time, man. Like I went almost. I'm pretty sure it was a year, maybe more than a year, without fast food. Like I would go to Walmart. And get the same things that I wanted at a fast food joint and just force myself to make it here at home. And, but then you get that, then that became just frozen pizzas and frozen cheeseburgers and I'll just throw in the microwave and throw in the oven and all that good shit. Don't mess with a man's chair order, Rick. Tell him, what's up, Diving? How you doing? We got some people <laughs> jumping in the, jumping into chat over here. You're not late, Diving. You're just on time. <laughs> arrive arrive right when you mean to that's totally fine uh so um yeah yeah zach i i, I mentioned this in the last episode too that i haven't having uh so much as for folks in audio that might not have heard did you understand all those words i just threw together that was cool right i did i uh, heard it. sweet <laughs> um <clears throat> anyway so yeah jamie deluxe and you know jamie well oh yeah uh, Jamie um, hooked hooked me up with a few of his 
a few few of his listeners and watchers to to come in and, and help out in the chats and be active and pretty much just hang out with me. So nice. Jamie Jamie's sharing sharing some of his now does Jamie have a podcast? Jamie Jamie talks uh, Jamie Jamie talks a lot on his his YouTube channel. So he does a lot of like a, he does a lot of like blog work and such. So yeah, Jamie Jamie it, it's technically a podcast, <clears throat> but he's going to come in here once a month and do sort of a long form thing with me once a month. Nice. But uh, I appreciate what you guys are saying. I'm. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate the compliments, folks. I'm actually going to slide you closer over here, Brother Zach. Uh, <laughs> I know you don't. I'm, I'm talking to you like you can see what I'm doing yeah. here. But <laughs> Thanks, you, man. <laughs> that's great. That's I'm not great. so comfortable over here. Can you slide me a little to the left? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually really cool. I, I, uh, I'm scooting you closer in over here to my uh, to my camera, <laughs> my, my my camera screen, so I can see the chat a little better. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm feeling that it's set up too, guys. Oh yeah, I. Although I don't have a podcast, but even still, I'd like to have a room that looks as professional as his. <laughs> no, dude, listen, everybody, everybody says this, and and, and I'm I'm going to put it all to rest right here. The last episode that I recorded was Scott Mann. When you guys were uh, you guys were still in the chat, I know diving was in there. I'm not sure about Rick, but uh, the setup that I used was the Mevo camera, which me and you have talked about, Zach. The Mevo camera, which is really awesome, and it it takes several different camera views from one big frame, and uh, like pretty much flips between them without me having to tell it to do so. That's really awesome. That, and that I have the cornbread to think <laughs> that, that I have the band to think cause we, the band bought that nice. and, and technically I just get the lion's share of it cause I need it the most. You but, um, it. yes, but I said this in the last podcast, the audio from that was literally just from my iPhone. Like the audio that we recorded from the last podcast was just from an iPhone. So if you want to do a podcast and you have a phone, that's all you need. That's all Jamie uses. Jamie uses two iPhones. He uses one to record and one to chat. Like wow. that's and that's all he that's all he uses. I think he has a professional mic set up now, but when he when like and shit, Jamie's got almost fifty thousand followers on YouTube. All the now, phone. How are you running the sound, though? I mean, or is it your microphone just picking up the sound from your phone? I've got my microphone run into the board. Now this is all good fun me stuff. By the way, if any of you guys feel it laid on your heart to help us out with a good fun me at all, I'll drop I'll drop a link for that in the I'll drop a link to that in the chat. But um, yeah, all of this is good fun me stuff. So I I, I dropped the mic into the board and the board is usb into this now when i go youtube i use this little thing here uh i can't show actually i can plug and show it to you use this little thing called an iRig uh, and the iRig the iRig this thing is it allows me to plug the uh into into just a headphone jack it allows me to plug my 
uh, XLRs into the quarter inch. So when I'm running my Mevo, it would usually just be using the iPhone as a pickup. So instead of instead of using the iPhone as a pickup, I can just plug this in, and now I've got my mics, my mixer, as a as just regular sound. Nice. So that's really cool. But like I said, all this is GoFundMe money. <clears throat> Matter of fact, the only thing that is not GoFundMe money is this computer that I'm on right now. <laughs> and I'm hoping that it will be GoFundMe money by the time that it's over with and paid for. But, uh, It'll pay back for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you remember, remember that cre- credit conversation we had a while ago? Oh, yeah. How you like this new computer? <laughs> Hey, I work for a credit card company, dude. I know all about it. <laughs> yeah, man, right? Okay, here it is. Let's see. Share. Copy link. Link copied to clipboard. I'm reading you all these things so that you know that I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the <laughs> truth about what I'm doing. Just so you know for a fact it's actually happening, you know. <laughs> this is real life <laughs> not just fantasy caught in a landslide no escape from reality <laughs> dude I'm going to get you to do some voicing for some of my jingles once I start making a little more money <laughs> dude I'll, I'll, I'll do some voices for you you know did I tell you that's what my dream job was when I wanted to do voices for kindergarten uh, kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> voices for kindergartens I wanted to do voices for cartoons Oh, yeah. Dude. I wanted to do cartoon voiceovers. That, that's what I wanted to do. Yes, I just dropped the GoFundMe link. If you guys are, if you guys feel it laid on your heart at all, please, anything that anything at all will help. All of this is going towards the, the podcast equipment, like I, this PV board that I've bought, these mics. Uh, I bought a couple of these headphones, but they were, they were cheap enough, and I, I needed some for my record player anyway because there ain't nothing like listening to records on the fucking... You're right about that. Oh, diving, you're too sweet. You're too sweet. I hung out with these folks the other night, Zach, for like three hours, just playing original music, just jamming. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, you uh, and, and actually, that leads me to to this next thing that I remember just now that I wanted to talk to you about. How have your Tuesday night jams been going? You've been doing it on the Tuesdays, correct? Uh, well, this last Tuesday was my, my first Tuesday. I've been doing them on Thursdays before then, but uh, it's funny, man. It started out, it was it was kind of low-key at first, but it seems to be kind of building. Um, I, I, like, I look up and I see, like, sometimes now there's, like, 13 pe- people watching at one time. That's a big know? deal, man. That's awesome. And I've, I've even had people, like, send me uh, videos or screenshots of them. Like, they'll have it, like, posted up on their TV or something. And I'm like, that's weird, but that, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, th- that's one thing that uh, I remember the first time that my buddy Buzz, Facebook knows him as Ella Chai. But my buddy Buzz, I used to work on at Star- with Star- uh, Starbucks, right? Right by, by your house in North Myrtle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, me and Buzz, he was the first one that sent me a picture of myself on, like, a big screen TV. <laughs> and he was like, we're listening to you talk out here in the desert, buddy. Hope everything's all well, Jay Baba. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> we've arrived. Yeah. 
We made it. <laughs> Isn't it so cool that we can use this as a means of communication with the entire fucking world? Like that, that this is the only thing that we need to connect with the entire world. Well, see, I think what's even weirder about it to me, I think it's awesome, but I think what's even weirder about it to me is, like, we were watching Back to the Future Part 2 back in 1989, and we were looking at, like, these ideas, like, oh, my God, the future. And now here we are, we're like, right. ah, you know, I'm going to FaceTime somebody. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the future is here, man. Like, we are living in this. This is, this is happening. Is. The future is here. The, the TVs, like, I mean, Back to the Future pre- predicted a lot of stuff, man. I mean, hell, look, at, I actually, I saw this video the other day for a, uh, I saw a commercial for a self-driving car. And, I mean, I know that, like, we've had those whatever, you know, some of them are failing and whatever. But, dude, this car design, I'm like, this isn't a real commercial. That car was in Back to the Future too. you know what I mean? I'm like, that's not, that's not a real car. But I looked it up, and I'm like, this is real. Like, yeah, dude. There was a uh, there's there's new Teslas that have that have come out recently. There was yeah. a video of this guy just fucking passed out. Like, I mean, he's yeah <laughs> in traffic, like just I mean, like drooling, sleeping, passed out yeah. in the car, just like, and the car is just like, and he's just fucking passed out. Diving, you're right. Gotta love modern technology. I mean. <clears throat> I would be nervous to be in a car like that. I, I probably still couldn't pass out like that in a car. Like I'd be terrified that somebody would be paying attention and would wreck into me or something. But it's cool, though, that that stuff can have, like, like, what? Like, it's right. not even a remote control car. You're just, like, no one's controlling it. You're just like, by the way, take me home. And the car is like, you know? It's an alien. It's, it's an yeah. alien that we live with and that we, <clears throat> that we interact with. Absolutely. I don't know about about managing people just starting out as singers. I don't have that kind of patience. I don't I'm I'm not a very patient person when it comes to things that are uh that that are simple to me but may other folks may have difficulty with. I don't see the how they have difficulty with something that is simple. You know what I think you'd be good at though? And same thing for like something I've always wanted to do. I think you'd be a good producer. Yeah, you no, know, you know, good, like, you know, like, what fits and stuff like that. And I mean, I'm not going to say that I feel like I know what fits, but I know that I've recorded a couple other bands before and like they're doing stuff, you know, and it's like, be kind of cool if you, you know, don't change anything, but maybe if you kind of, you put a fill in here or maybe yeah. jam and just strum the chord and let it ring here for just, a, you know, whatever. And, you know, but you have that ear, too, though. I think that'd be something you'd be good at. I don't, yeah, I I, I don't think I'd be a bad producer. I I feel like, I do feel like, though, that my personality might rub people the wrong way as far as, like, uh, how I'm trying to tell you what what I think sounds the best and not what I think you should do or what I would do or, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, one thing, and uh, one of the times I was in the studio, and I was in the studio with One Louder, we've, like, paid ridiculous amount of money to record an EP. Um, they did. I was the bass player. Yeah. Uh, well, I was 17 and had no money, but whatever. They, um, 
we had like I wasn't a major producer, but dude, he almost looked exactly like you. And he walked in the door. I'm telling you, he looked almost exactly like you, dude. And he walked in like he walked in the door and he was listening. And he's like, man, you guys are really good. And then he was like, your faith part. He's like, what you need to do is like it'd be really cool if you did blah 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 blah. And he told me, and I was like. An instant of first thought, I was I took offense. I was like, "Wait a minute! I think my bass part's pretty good here." And then for a second, I was like, "Is he right? That's a good idea. I should give that a shot." You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know. It's like he walked in the door and he just like he had this look about him, and the way he said it, he wasn't a, he wasn't a dick, but he but he came across like. Um, uh, confident, not not. What's the word I'm looking for? Not arrogant, but just confident. Like yeah. He came in and was like, "You should try this. You should do this, or whatever." And I was just like, "No." And then I'm like, "Wait a minute. I should give it a shot." Absolutely, everything's worth a shot. <clears throat> but the look that he had and like his 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 confidence about him, like it it made me second guess it. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Rick. Thanks a lot, buddy. Rick had to run. He dropped something on the GoFundMe. I really appreciate that, man. You'll get a you'll get a you'll get a producer credit on IMDb. I forgot to tell you that you get a producer credit on IMDb for. Uh, by the way, have you checked out your IMDb page? Me? Yeah. Oh no, I haven't. Uh, no, because you sent it to me and I was walking back into work and I forgot all about it. You can, now, you can just search yourself on IMDb because you're on there. And I've got you credited on every episode you've been on. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. Back to what you were saying. I didn't mean to mean to hijack, but I just saw the brother Rick drop something on the GoFundMe, so I wanted to get oh, give yeah. him. Oh yeah, thanks, Rick. Appreciate, appreciate, big old appreciate you on that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so, yeah. so the, the, it, it got like the twenty twenty something degrees last night here. Did you know that? <laughs> really? Did everybody freak out? Yeah, because that never happens here, right? <laughs> and, um. <laughs> It's bad enough up here in Ohio when it gets like that. I can't imagine what Myrtle Beach is like. Well, it it was, I don't know, I, and I, I I didn't even go to trivia tonight, and I, you know I don't miss trivia. Yeah. But I didn't even go to trivia tonight, man. I wasn't <clears throat> just feeling like leaving the house because last night it got down to the 20s. Anytime it does that, my uh, my sinuses get fucked up oh, like yeah. anytime anytime the weather changes drastically like and it was in the 70s and it's going to be in the 70s this weekend how you like that mm-hmm. yep Dude, it's going to be in the 70s this weekend man where are you where are you living diving uh, zach here's in ohio the oh <laughs> the oh but uh you, you said you're coming you're coming back uh you're coming back back south here pretty soon uh we come down uh every year my daughter's birthday is the 10th of june yeah so we usually try to make it roughly uh, you know sometime it's either if we can get it and it's on the 10th then great if not then we try to you know sometime close to june 10th oh new jersey it's cold up there huh yeah okay so he probably gets uh diver probably gets usually uh 
what comes like from us usually goes that way towards Jersey from what I from what I can see. And yeah, Ohio sucks. <laughs> For weather. I man, it's funny. Man, like, dude, before it led up to the 20-degree weather, did you, did you manage to stop in the Walmart or a grocery store and see what it looked like? No, but there's never, in any time that happens, there's never any milk. There's never any bread. There's never man, any bottled water. I, I'm going to tell you something, man. It's funny here, man, because you, you would think, <clears throat> like, that's normal here. That kind yeah. of weather's normal here. You know, somebody, you know, we get a weather report, you know, during the wintertime and it says five inches of snow, whatever, you know, and not you, we don't get five inches all the time, but you know what I mean, just in general. But dude, as soon as it happens, walking to Walmart, I dare you to, to think that you're going to get something from Walmart. Oh, yeah, the that's not happening. The entire grocery section, like, you go in and the meats and it's empty. What was even funnier, though, is the last time, this last, uh, <laughs> This last uh, big snow that we had, I think we got about four or five inches, something like that. And I went into Walmart. Literally, I was just going in there to go to go grab some beer. And now, not even because I was like stocking up or anything. I was just going to go get some beer, you know. Normally, man, I walked in there, and all <laughs> most of the shelves were pretty stacked. You know what I mean? They were, oh, yeah. they were some were looking a little shell, little little shifty, but. Man, I got to the beer section, and that thing was empty. I could have picked up a bunch of wine coolers if I wanted to, dude, but the beer was gone. Like, no fuzzy navels <laughs> is needed. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man. Uh, you know, it, it, it was just funny to me. It, like, it, you know, like I said, like the meat section, it was a little cleared out. The bread was a little cleared out, but we go back to the beer and it was just done. I'm like, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, you know what? I I don't know, and I don't drink anymore. But it's it's honestly, what better way to brave any kind of weather or cold or anything like that? Well, I mean, I guess if you're going to be stuck in the house with your family all day long, you know, or, you know, for a few days, and you got kids running around or something, they can't go outside and play because it's 17 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I guess you probably want to catch a little buzz for that. Yeah, right. I, don't, man, I couldn't imagine living up in Divin's neck of the woods, especially up by the ocean. See, we're we're right on the, or I'm right on the ocean here. So anytime it gets cold, it's always a little cooler here. That's right, because that breeze coming yeah, off the water. Yeah, exactly. But oh, dude, I went to uh, the first time I ever came up here. We went to uh, <clears throat> we went to Cleveland, and this was in the winter of like 2013, 2014. Yeah. Um, and apparently, it was the worst winter they'd had here since like since like '78. Damn. And what did we you do? Cleveland to go to uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and dude, the lake was frozen. Damn, really? We went out and skiing on, or skate, ice skating on the on the lake, dude. And I'm telling you, that is by far the coldest I have ever been in my life. I tried to like duck around the corner to get out of the wind because I thought that might help. It didn't do nothing. Yeah, there's no way to get away from that. See, here's the thing: in uh, my my stepdad used to always say he preferred the summer. He preferred sweat than shiver, because you can always take clothes off, but you can't never put enough on when it gets cold. He would say, 
said, you can always take enough clothes off to get cold, but you can't never put enough on to get warm when it's cold. That's funny. People here say the exact opposite. They're like, people people here are like, you can only get so naked, but you're still going to sweat it out. They're like, but you can layer up as much as you want to and, you know, whatever. I'm like, man, if it's it's 12 degrees outside, man, I don't care how many layers I'm wearing. Right? (laughs) Then you can't move. Yeah, you know, you're like the kid in the, in the Christmas story, you know. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah, end up pulling know, dreads I, out of my I, hair. I would, I'd take Myrtle Beach back in a heart in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. It, here is different. Here is not for everybody. You know. You're right. There's not, <laughs> and I, I learned that. Very early on, one of my roommates told me, he said, there's a lot of people that you'll see come and go, and it's not any anything to do with you or them. It's just this place isn't for everybody. Like, not everybody can handle this area. Right. And that's some of the truest words I've ever heard. Like, it's true. Not everybody can handle this area. Like, I, and I see it gobble up people and send them back to their hometowns more often than you believe. And, uh, and and diving's asking how so. Um, this this place is just. I have a theory on it. This place is called the Waccamaw area, and Waccamaw, in the original uh, Wachusaw language, in like the original Indian language, means place of great sorrow. And I really believe that that. Uh, that like gets into people. I think I think that this place depresses people. I think that it puts a, a, a strain on their soul and on their well being and on their mentality and not everybody is is uh, able to handle that. And I think that's why so many people I think that's why so many people here turn to there's and you know this Zach, there's there's so many people with substance abuse issues in this area or, you know, alcoholism or just any, whatever it is, uh, there, there's just, there's a lot of folks with a lot of, uh, vices that live here. And I believe that's one of the few, few ways to deal with it. I feel like, well, and I feel like part of that too now. Okay. So I say I would take Myrtle Beach back in a heartbeat. Now, Dude, for the longest time after I moved up here, I hated Ohio so bad. I needed Myrtle Beach back. That was that was what how I felt. I was like, this yeah. is what I you know, I need it. But now looking back though, I think if I move back, I'd want to live <coughs> in like Conway or Carolina Forest or something like that, more along the lines rather than living in downtown for the and part of that is because it, the depression like you're talking about, and part of the depression yeah. comes from the fact that like you work for these places that is it that's in the in the heart of a tourist town. Yeah, you know, it, it's a pl- it's a flat out tourist town. So you know they are making so much money, but yet you're working for you're not a minimum wage yeah. that was raised back in two thousand. Yeah, it was, it was shit. It's been raised since nineteen ninety four, but you're still working for that minimum wage for nineteen ninety three. Yeah, exactly. You get to see a lot of people make a lot of money, and you're not amongst those people. I'm I'm part Native American too, Diving. I'm I'm part Cherokee. 
which you can't probably tell by anything other than my flowing locks. <laughs> but uh, and I mean, the, the, like, there's that the fact of like you see all these people making this money, and you don't have chance unless you know what I mean, unless you know somebody. Yeah. But you don't have a chance, and then and so you're making, you know, you're making. Five, six dollars an hour, eight dollars an hour, probably realistically. So you can make eight dollars an hour. You know, in 1994, that was a lot of money. Not now, eight dollars an hour, you can't buy a burger from McDonald's for that. You exactly. Know what I mean? and, but but yet, you want to try to get an apartment. You want to try to do something. It's going to be like six, seven hundred dollars a month, and that doesn't that that doesn't include anything. Yeah. Maybe from basic cable, and you're like, I don't need basic cable to live. Right. Well, include some water or something, you know? Well, you are rapping at the door of something huge right there because the cost of living has gone up by, I'm going to just say hypothetical number here. The cost of living has gone up, I would say, what, three to four hundred percent in the last 25 to 30 years? Yep. Yet. Uh, national minimum wage has only gone up by shit. What? What do you think? Like fifty percent, fifty, sixty percent? Yeah, I mean. So the cost of living has just. And Myrtle Beach is a breeding ground for minimum wage. Oh, one hundred percent. Because you know why? Because there's somebody here that will do your job if you don't do it. Yeah. I mean, but and a lot of it, like like I said, with the with the with it being a tourist town, like there's a lot of like the t-shirt shops, yeah, where they're making Myrtle Beach t-shirts, and that's all it says. It's just Myrtle Beach across across the chest. Though. Yeah, they're probably paying three dollars per shirt for that, but they're selling them for twenty five, thirty dollars a shirt, and you're making minimum wage or less. Yeah. And and then you know, the, and then when winter comes, you're out of a job. And that, a lot of people don't understand that too. Like this is definitely a six months out of the year spot. Like uh, we were talking a while ago, man. Like being a musician this time of year, and I was actually having this conversation with somebody earlier uh, about finances and stuff. Like this year, like I, I didn't, I didn't go. Like I didn't really run out of money to like stay up on my bills and life and such until like March, which is huge for me. Like being able to make it through November, December, January, February. And Oh yeah. That's tough to do. Especially wow. a musician. Yeah. But yeah, I was talking to somebody about that earlier and was like, it's funny. Like I did really, really good this winter as far as like saving up enough or preparing at least a little bit for the winter coming, and and to stay up without you know owing a lot of people anything. And and like I've done that so far on up until March. Like like I'm I'm still pretty much squared away from February. But when we get to March, is a big question mark. But the season's about to pick back up, and I'm going to be so busy making money, I won't have time to spend it. And I know that that's happening, so I'm not worried about it. But, dude, it's it's so hard for so many. And I'm I'm one of those people. It took me over over a decade of living in Myrtle Beach before I realized that you can't do the same shit every night. You can't go out. You can't go out and party, and you can't 
do this stuff every night because if you do, that's that's just that's where all of your money is going to go. Yep. Well, and at the same time, I mean, when you get to the winter months, you know, what else is there really to do in Myrtle Beach? In the Myrtle Beach, yeah. you know I mean. I mean, I mean, unless unless you're a homebody, which is which is me now. Same know, here, but, same here, buddy. But I mean, I, you know, I enjoy it though. I mean, I drink I drink beer. I don't do you know. I ain't nothing like I was back in the day, you know. But uh, you know, but that's good, by the way. Yeah, I'm I, proud you know, of you I, for that. I totally got a hold on it now. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, especially I, I mean, yeah, especially for musicians. What else is there to do during the wintertime? Nothing. If you want to, if you if you want to do something, you it's it's bar or yeah. restaurant that has a bar in it. Exactly. You know, like, and if and and that's if you don't want to go get a regular job like normal people, which true musicians don't like to do that. But at the same time, though, on top of that, what like how hard is it to get a real job in Myrtle Beach that is year round? Oh yeah, everything is seasonal. You know what I mean. Everything is a t-shirt shop or, you know, some kind of some kind of touristy thing. And between you know October and March, you know you're you're gonna you're gonna be lucky if you can get picked up somewhere for Christmas. Exactly. That's the thing, and because that's the only time that it gets busy down here is around the holidays. But man, I don't even know. I think about it sometimes and get anxiety thinking about. Do you do that? Do you do you think about what how, what directions your life could have gone, and just get anxiety thinking about like, oh shit, what if I what if I did this instead of this? Oh yeah, dude, dude I'll be like, what if what if I what if I started waiting tables back in the day when. When my roommate told me that I would be the best server ever, he's like, "Dude, with your personality, you would make so much money." Like, what if I decided to to do that instead of like waiting it out until I got that open mic that yeah. I started hosting? No, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, that's no. I mean, I yeah, that stuff comes across to me quite a bit. You know what I mean? It's and it's yeah. always yeah. And it's well for me. People always told me that I should have been doing music back when I was focusing on trying to get one of those part-time jobs. Yeah. But I was like, ah, I gotta, I gotta do whatever, you know what I mean? And I, I wouldn't focus, I wouldn't focus on music. But now, granted, obviously, music is hit or miss. Yes. You know, or you know, you're in the right place at the right time. You know that that sort of thing. So that, and that's kind of why. It ain't got nothing to do with money now, but that's why I'm doing those live feeds now. Like because I now I don't like where I live now is not a tourist town. Yeah, there's there's not a demand for music. I mean there's there's a few bars around here and they and they have music, but this is, dude this town would remind you of Loris. So I mean okay. everybody here knows everybody. So if they have somebody playing at their bar, they that uh, the owner of that bar has probably known that guitar player for 25 years. Yeah. So I'm not going to get a spot by just being like, hey, I play guitar, I play the band tomorrow beach. You know I don't know, it worked for Dewey Cox. Well, you know. Huh? I, I'll play a little guitar. 
<laughs> I agree, Depth. It's a good place to stay out of trouble, and everybody should start a YouTube channel. You should start a YouTube channel, Zachary. You know, I keep thinking about it, but I have a YouTube channel, but it's not. I posted like three songs of me and Daryl playing on there, and that's about it. <laughs> you should you start it back up. You should start it back up, man. I can link you up on on this one and, and, and get you started with a few uh, watchers. I, I might could do that. I, I, I mean, I guess, you know what? I mean, I guess it might. There's probably got to be some way I could record the live shows that I do, right? Yeah, well, i tell you what i do is um, use your, I mean, you could use your live shows. You can, you can, uh, start your live shows and like share that that link to Facebook and like like funnel everybody from Facebook into YouTube and I know that takes a lot you've already got a lot of listen and I'm not saying to abandon your Facebook thing like 100% completely do that uh like definitely start 100% and I'm, I'm, I'm replying to diving by the way 100% dark no, start yeah, a YouTube I'm, channel I'm too, yeah so. yeah 100% do that and and I never really got the hang of it. I just, I, I just kind of like am still feeling my way through. But I feel like if you you keep that mentality about it, then you'll you'll constantly progress. Like if you you're always learning, like you never have it figured out, then you'll you'll constantly progress with it. And do that. Do your Facebook thing. But uh, I I do Facebook Live things sometimes to try to pull people to my YouTube page to try to build my subscription base because I my end game is to build my listener base or, or watcher base or whatever you want to call it yeah. to to get out whatever message I'm trying to get out, which mm-hmm. do we even know what it is yet? I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think I know what it is yet, but yeah. but that that's that's our end goal. But either yeah. way, I, I believe you should start one and keep doing your Facebook thing just like uh for those of you who want to hear more of this stuff and uh, and honestly, not to, not Facebook, but you 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 play a lot of stuff on Facebook. Like you'll share things, and you do a lot more to that video. And you know, when you go to try to go back to that video, it's it's like you have to scroll pretty far. I don't know if Facebook banks all of your live videos in a specific spot, but YouTube is is just a really clean place to put all of your yeah all of your all your videos. Just do that. I'll link you. I'll link you up on the. Link up your your page at the end of this episode so that people can click it. Yeah, post. definitely. Um, I mean, and that's where I can't believe I'm looking now. Oh, it told me I wasn't subscribed to you, but then I just realized that I'm not signed in. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I did. I'm like, wait a minute. No, that's now, all good. Um, yeah. Um. I mean, and actually, supposedly, I, I keep getting told about the YouTube thing too for my uh, for the jingles, and I don't. Yeah. That, a little strange to me, but I—I I mean, I could definitely do it, dude. Post them with the post those with the just the picture of whatever logo of the company that they're for, or something, or, or their videos. Like, uh, post the Surfwater video. I'm sure Adam or Adam or uh, Smitty, Adam or Stoney will give you uh, give you the go ahead to publish that to your page. You created it. Oh yeah. Well, dude, you know what's funny, man? Stoney loves that jingle, which I mean, I'm glad he was proud of it. He he pulled he pulled his phone out. And was like, listen. He was like stoked, like he listened to this shit. I was like, that's good, Stoney. 
You know, it's funny, man. I posted the wrong copy on Facebook of that jingle, and it, like, there's no guitar solo on it. The mix is all wrong. And I told Adam that I was like, "Dude, I posted the wrong one." And hey, shit, it sounded good. Yeah, it sounded uh, sounded good. Well, yeah, it sounded good. But I told him I was like, "I posted the wrong one," and he's like, "Because Stony was very like, he's like, the music is too loud while you're talking. You need to mix it down." Yeah. And you know, and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And I got the final mix, and but then I made the video and I posted it. And I was like, I told him, I was like, I posted the wrong one, shit, dude. You know, and he's like, I thought I noticed it was, you know, a little wrong or whatever. And I was like, wait a minute, I'll post the right one. So I posted the right one. I was like, I did the wrong mix, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Here's the right one. And everybody still keeps sharing the old one. <laughs> dude, <laughs> it sounded good either way. I don't want to delete the old one, though, because at this point, I think I have, like. No, keep, keep the one like, you've gotten the most hits on for sure. I was going to say, I think I've got, yeah. like, I think I have, like, 1.5 thousand views on the first one. Yeah, so fuck like, yeah. Don't, don't, don't delete that by no, by no means. Yeah. Yeah, don't delete that. Keep your shit. That's the thing, like, I've noticed that even mistakes, when you're like, oh, shit, this is going to, this is, this is going to be awful. And I think about that every time I hear Ram Jam's Black Betty. You know, <laughs> you know the part I'm talking about, too, right? Oh, yeah. When they're like, oh no, they're they're gonna know that we just we just snip this and and yep. they're gonna know that we just copied this and pasted it right here, <laughs> and then the producers probably like, yeah, they're not gonna care. And you know what? We really don't care. We still love that fucking song every time it comes on. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah, no, it was right. good, man. You did good. Uh, anybody who's anyone is on YouTube, dude. I, I think. I, I think that I was underutilizing the YouTube platform for a really long time, and I, I've I've noticed that through people like uh, Jamie and Aaron. Uh, Aaron's doing a lot of cool. I, do you remember? You remember Aaron, right? Um, I I don't know if I want to use first and last, but she's a personality. But uh, our, our oh, friend, oh oh, she Aaron, yes, okay, I yes. Know. <laughs> yeah, Aaron. Yeah, so uh, she's doing really well uh, with the with the Instagram and YouTube stuff, and and I was like wondering, wondering like at what point we we were talking the other day, and I was wondering at what point she she was like, have they tried to monetize you yet? And I was like, yeah, they they've sent me the email. I've been uh, approved. I was approved in the YouTube Partner Program, which is uh, like basically like your your go ahead for monetization once you reach a certain platform, which is like uh, I have to get a thousand subscri subscribers and like four thousand watch hours. But ever since I've been releasing content guaranteed twice a week over the last you know year and. Yeah. Like we've gotten up to like, I'm having like uh, thirty to forty thousand watch minutes a month, like in a twenty eight day period. So that's like really really good for right now. And but I'm I'm, I'm telling you this because I want you to get in as quick as you can because it's and I, I asked Jamie. How long? And he he started uh, and diving. You may know this too. I'm I'm pretty sure that Jamie is only on his like third year. I think he just started like two years ago. He yeah. just had his two year anniversary on YouTube, and he's just in releasing consistent content that's been doing well. And and 
I think he's up to like 50,000 subscribers right now, and that's really, really, really cool. Jamie is? Jamie, yeah, he's got like 47. Not that I, you know, I don't mean anything bad by that. No, you know, you know, Jamie, I mean, yeah, Jamie is, and he's very consistent and very loyal to his listeners and watchers, and I mean, he's very... He's very on top of his shit, very professional about this. And and so, what is his stuff about? I mean, I, you know I love Jamie. I've known Jamie since I was 15 years old. Yeah. So. He's he's doing um he he's uncovered a lot of the pedophilia in Hollywood stuff. Oh shit. Gotcha. Yeah, and we've talked about that before I think on Sunset Grill yeah. when you were on that. Um But yeah, he's a He's uncovered a lot of that stuff recently, and he he is also the person who found the. And I'm pretty sure that I can say this. Um, he's the person who found the link between the Corey Haim and Corey Feldman oh, molester. Shit. He's he uh, they they left a few breadcrumbs and he he put them together. So he's he's very good with stuff like that, and. Is put him in a in a spot where he gets a lot of information from a lot of folks, and that's really cool. And I'm I'm, I'm stoked he's doing well for himself. And one let's say one of us made it, you know. And yeah, definitely. But yeah, I I want to I want to, and I don't want to say something so cheap as in get in on that. But I want to I want to get in on that. I want to I want to have a group of people to to talk to like. And I feel like I have a lot of things to say. And you, I think on one of the talks that we did, you were like, you feel like you've been put here for a reason. You feel like there's something that you were supposed to do. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, dude. I've been feeling that since I was five years old. I know we talked about it. Yeah. So, like, and I feel that. I feel that. I feel that I was put here for a reason. I feel like I was put here to say something. Or to do something, or to be something, or to be somebody, or whatever, insert, whatever. And, yeah. you, you know, I'm just, I feel like that this is one step closer to getting to that. And yeah. I want you to get in on this. <laughs> Which you already are. You already are. It's funny, man. Like, I mean, that, I guess background younger, you know what I mean? You always, you know, you, well, I say you always, but I used to think I was weird for this, but. You know, back in the day, like, you know, when I was a kid, I would always imagine, like, I don't want to say that I would that I would be on a soapbox, but I would get, like, the opportunity to, like, you know, speak in front of yes. a huge group of people. And I've looked at it recently, and I'm like, well, I guess if you make a, po- if you make a post on Facebook or, you know, any sort of social Twitter. That's you know, a soapbox. <clears throat> That's roughly, like I said, and I don't mean a soapbox necessarily, but you know what I mean? Like, soapbox, that's, you know, that's that's looked at as somebody standing there and, you know, whatever. But I'm like, that's not necessarily what I'm thinking. I'm just more or less, I always had these thoughts of, like, looking, you know, looking, I don't know if, it, if you'd say from a podium. It doesn't even have to be a podium. But just looking and, and being like, so, have you ever thought about this, yes, well, you know, and then you know, and then have, you know, have people like, you know, yeah, having a platform and an audience, yeah, 
like almost like I mean, just kind of, and it it would be my own thoughts, obviously, but you know, kind of almost like bringing like like whatever whatever logic I may think I have to a particular subject, you know, I don't know. I did, like I said, you know, as a kid, you know, you imagine, you know, you used to imagine like, you know, that sort of situation. But now, I mean, with Facebook and yeah. with social media in general, you know, yeah, that's kind of what it is, except for you're not just physically standing there in front of yeah, and, and I think that helps a lot too, especially for people with uh, with public speaking issues. Like, uh, yeah. like I, I was telling, I was telling the uh, diving in the other other YouTube YouTubers the other day. I was like, uh, I really feel like I have an issue with being in large crowds and being around large groups of people, but this this fixes that. I want to speak to large groups of people, and I want to communicate with them i just physically would rather be alone you know like physically i would rather be by myself that's fine yeah i I, and i completely feel that my i'm slightly different uh, in the sense that it's funny man i remember playing you know well i'm I'm gonna bring up the beat holes here but i remember playing beat hole shells as (laughs) well Do you remember playing Beatles shows a lazy eye? And there would be five people there. And dude, I would be so nervous. I couldn't jump. I couldn't move. I was just standing like, uh, you know, singing. Like, uh, you know, yeah. I felt like a dork. But dude, we played the House of Blues one time for one of those Myrtle Beach Rocks things. Yeah. And I think there was, I think they ended up calculating that there was 590 something people there or something like that. But dude, I stood there and like I, I got up on the stage. We walked out and we did. There was just this sea of people, and I couldn't see anybody's face staring at me. I could if I were to focus. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like the lights were in my face. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's just this sea of people there, dude. I felt completely at home. Like it, that That's was the good. moment where I felt like I could just let go, and and it was on. I felt comfortable. It was because, like I said, like when we played the show at the Lazy Eye, there was five people there. I could see all five of their faces. There was like at least three of them that were bored. They didn't want to, They were only there because the other two people dragged them. Back. Yeah, that would bother me. You know what I mean? But, like, but if you go if you go to play somewhere on like a decent, you know, and, and you could play it on a stage that's two feet high. Yeah. But if, if there's thirty people standing there in front of you, that's better than having two people sitting in a chair in front of you. One hundred percent. Like, you know, if anybody in the crowd, especially in the low, the smaller the number of crowd members and you take one person who isn't enjoying themselves, that's a high percentage of the room. If it's a small amount of people, and right. if you, you multiply the, like you can see them. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I, I couldn't deal with that either. I have an issue usually. Uh, and there's a couple of gigs that I do through the winter time that are, that are like, I could literally go out into this room and play to nobody. Like I could, I could go out into this little little spot and literally play to nobody. Yeah. Like there would be nobody in this room, but they still like 
they're like, and I'll, I'll feel bad. I'll be like, guys, I don't want to take any money from you, like because, like I know that that, and they're like, no, don't worry, you just you just you just practice. You, if yeah. you want to, you don't have to play. And I was like, I was like, uh, uh, they they want you there just in case somebody does, you know, walk into the room, and. Or maybe you might bring somebody who will come back another time. Exactly, and you know what's funny is that at those gigs, I'll have I'll, I'll do like I'll have a couple of tables that come out, and if if it's just a couple me and a couple people, you know me, like I'm I'm like, hey guys, how you doing? What you guys want to hear? Yeah, and I'll, I'll start a conversation with them, like and and it's I don't know, it, it ends up turning out to be a really good thing. A lot yeah. of the time, like I'll build relationships or make friends or whatever, and or either creep uh, creep somebody out, which is I mean win win for me. Yeah. Either I, either I could creep somebody out or or uh, make a friend, then okay, I've won. Well, the funny thing for me is, man, see, now I have anxiety playing, especially by myself. Yeah. I have anxiety playing in front of a crowd because and this is going to sound so funny, but you know, like you. I played with you, so therefore we know like what songs I know. Yeah. And you know like I mean, I know songs that everybody knows. And I could roll on them all day long. I could keep a crowd happy. Absolutely. But as soon as somebody comes up and asks now, and I, I don't say that arrogantly, I just mean I know songs that people know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But as soon as somebody comes up and asks for a song, Nine point nine times out of ten, I have I, I I I have no idea how to play that song. I couldn't even fake my way through it. I remember the first time I played by myself, like I'm playing, you know, I'm jamming these tunes and people are loving this. These people come up and they're like, "Can you play? Can you play you too?" And I was like, <laughs> "Shit!" I was like, "Out of all the songs I know, I don't know. I don't even know one. I had to play one U two song." Or somebody's like, can you play Pink Floyd? And I'm like, uh, no. Shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's always, and it's always like, a, but like, and I, I throw out YouTube and, 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 you know, Pink Floyd. But like, I remember the first time somebody came up to me and was like, can you play Margaritaville? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I say the same thing. I say, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, and I know how to play it now, but you know what I mean? Oh, I don't. Like, I, I mean, I do because, I do now because, you know, me and Adam played so much and people ask, dude, someone, I think that was the song, someone dropped a hundred dollar bill in our, in our, uh, tip jar one time. And I think we had passed it the whole way through, but. Turn off, cake. My yeah, time, you know mate. I mean? like, like I know how to do it now, but it was just funny though. Like I played, but I, like we went to me and Tammy went to this guy, her boss's house. This nice house. Now I've, it turns out now I'm playing his, his birthday party, but in August. But like I'm playing, and he's like, I'm like, he asked me, you know, he's like, well, what do you know? I'm playing. And I'm like, well, you know, I threw a couple songs at him, and. You know, he's like, wow, you know, I haven't thought of this song in years, blah, 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 you know, this song's great, you know, whatever. And he's like, can you play Motley Crue? And I'm like, shit. <laughs> Sir, this is going to be nothing but a good time for either of us. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, right, you know, damn it. He's like, can you play The Who? And I'm like, damn it. Oh, The Who. <laughs> I know, love I'm The Who. Like, 
and then, but there's like so much like I know so many songs that that I guess could make people happy but at the same time there's a lot of songs that people request that I had I don't know at all what's even weirder man I don't know if you ever come across this do you ever have anybody ask for a song and you're like no I can't do it right now and then you think to yourself you're like I should know that one so I'm gonna go look it up and you go and listen to it and you're like I have never heard the verse of this song in my life I've had it happen to the point to where if it's like a song that people like a popular song that that I hear a lot, not not necessarily even a popular song. And if you play for long enough, you'll have those songs that people request, and you're like, dude, I really should know this song. But then you go to listen to it, and you're like, oh shit! Like, and then I I, I like I thought I knew this song, but then you hear like this two second clip from the bridge, and you're like, oh, I recognize that part. And they're like, oh, seriously, the part I remember from this song is two exactly. seconds in the bridge that doesn't repeat itself in the song. Man, well, I, I don't know. That happens a lot. Me. Like, uh, there was uh, there was one song, me and Tammy, where we were out to dinner or whatever, and Take Me Home Tonight, Freddie Ooh. So, me right. So, I, dude, and I, I love that song. I absolutely love Take that song. Take me home so, tonight. I, so, anybody, and I'm like, all right, Tammy, I'm like, I'm going to record, like, a pop, a pop punk version of this, and you're going to do the, the, you know, the girl part on it. And she's like, okay, that sounds perfect. So I'm yeah. like, all right. So we get home, and I look it up, and I'm like, I'm going to learn this. And I go to listen to it, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard the verses of this song in my life. I know the chorus of this song, and I know, like, the part that leads up to I know the bridge that leads up to the chorus. Yeah. But I go to listen to the verse, and I'm like, I have no idea what's happening right now. You know, that happened to me recently with Dancing in the Moonlight. <laughs> Do you yes. Like, you know that song. Yeah, dancing in the moon. But it's like, we get it almost every night. And then it's like, what is this? This song sounds awesome. Like, how have I never heard this? And then it gets to the chorus. And then it's like, this is dancing in the moonlight? What the fuck? Man, I, dude, I'm gonna tell you the first time, and if you, I don't know if 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 you how well you know this song, but the first time it ever happened to me was I had somebody ask for Little Black Backpack. Oh man! Nine. Yeah. And I love that song. Say yeah. why not, dude? I'm telling you, I can take you all the way from the beginning of the chorus to the very end of it. You know, like uh, you know, do you yeah. want to talk about it? Say why not? Don't want to think about it. Say you know it's good, dude. Go back. I don't know how well you know that song, but go back and listen to the verses, dude. The verses, different tempo and everything. It's like it boom. doesn't even. Fit, it seems like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, the verses are almost like a, like a three four like. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of off a little bit, you know, yeah. like, I mean, it, it's, uh, but dude, that was the first song I noticed that, that happened. I was like, I've never heard the verses of this song in my life. I'm just always like, the chorus caught my ear and I'm like, oh, I love this song. And then the, it was done and I'm like, hey. yeah, the chorus comes on again. I'm like, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> love this band. This song's playing again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. That's the same. That's the same thing that happens to me. I, I'll get to a point where I'm listening to a song and I, I, I have heard it so many times that you and I, I felt like I was listening to the wrong part of the song. This happened to me recently with Under Pressure, 
and under pressure. Yeah, where you like you, you listen to under pressure, and you th- or you think about under pressure, and you remember under pressure, and then yep. it's like Dun. you don't remember anything else except for under pressure, but but you don't remember anything else on the song. And I was like, but no, nah, there's verses and there's a chorus and there's like so much other shit that I just. <laughs> Missed from this song. And I didn't realize it until I was watching an episode of The Magicians, which comes on sci-fi. You'd like that show, by the way. It's, it's, it's magic. And they reference Harry Potter a lot. It's called The Magicians. Also, I just, just to do this podcast, I stopped this show on Netflix called The, <laughs> the Order that just dropped today. Dude, The Order. It's so fucking good. And YouTube chat, if you're out there. The order on Netflix is awesome, and I encourage you to watch it. But anyway, um, hey, can I pause you for just a second? Yeah, I got to take a pee break just for a second. Go, go for I it. Don't really do those in podcasts. But no, no, go, go for it. Go for it. By all means, I, I can, I can appease the crowd until you get back. <laughs> so, uh, here's something that that uh, I forgot to say earlier that I was going to say. You see my face twice in this. You see it once. In the bottom left of the screen. I don't know my right from my left. It takes me a minute to figure it out. So you'll see my face down here, and you'll also see it over here in the FaceTime chat. And I could have gone full screen like we usually do with Seth on this one, but I wanted to make it easier on Zach, and uh, he, he, FaceTime is the best best route, and I could do FaceTime on the computer here. So we're cool with that. So from everything that I can tell, I mean... This is just a bad reception. Honey. What's that? <laughs> What's that? Eugene Levy coming through. I built like a three-thing soundboard for American Pie. How funny is that? Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Watching these couple shows on Netflix, you should totally check out The Order, and you should totally check out... Um, the magicians, the magicians are on Netflix as well. I think all of the seasons are on there now. And also, if the good Lord has laid it upon your heart at all to donate to the cause, I have linked up the GoFundMe in the chat here. So click it and drop something. Appreciate everybody who's done that so far. I know um, Rick dropped something in earlier, and I appreciate that from him for sure. And also, I'm going to be putting a link up in the chat for Zachary's uh, jingles page. And I can't remember exactly what he calls it, but he'll be back in a second and he can clarify that for us. But anywho, I paused this thing on Netflix and now it's, you know how when you pause something for long enough on Netflix, it starts rotating through things you should watch. And I'm seeing all the stuff that I've seen before, like this Ali Wong, Hard Knock Wife. Have you seen that before, Zach? Stand-up comedy, Ali Wong? No, I haven't seen that. What's up, cat? My little Marty's popping in. <laughs> we got to get out of here, Marty. <laughs> What's up, cat? What are you doing? <laughs> Cat's bigger than you, you man. Think how big he is? Yeah. It's <laughs> almost as big as mine. <laughs> <laughs> the people that are listening on audio right now have no idea what's going on. Like, why is this? Dumbass meowing into the microphone. We have large Marge (laughs) in the house. This cat's like, look at my ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
But anyway, I, I was saying about the the magicians. I didn't notice how under pressure is actually a really really good story in that song, and it is one of my favorites. And I believe that under pressure might have snuck in to the number three spot of my favorite songs of all time. And oh yeah, yeah, dude. Like just knowing that. There's so much in this song that you recognize so so much because of the Vanilla Ice ripoff, oh, and then yeah. you like you hear something different than the Vanilla Ice song, and you're like, wow, this is better. Yeah. And then you don't realize why it's better, and you don't understand that there is so much more that's going into this. Like, yeah. The whole, like, turn away from it all like a blind man. I sat on the fence, but it don't work. That song has so much wisdom in it. You sat on the fence, but it don't work. Like, seriously, yeah. you can try to sit on the fence, but it don't work. Anyway, <laughs> that, that's the point I was trying to get at is that with, with Under Pressure. is just like you don't notice all of the bullshit that's in it until one day you do see it. And it's like then you can't yeah. unsee it. Is that how it is with you, or do you find it just hard to like even with a little black backpack? Like, do you hear do you hear the verses now, just because of that little sway when he when he comes out of that tempo and goes like, well, the funny thing for that, like that's the only song, that's the only one that messes me up because I go back and listen to that one and I'm still like, how did you guys record this one? Like, you guys just kind of went off on your own thing here. Yeah. Or like, did you record the verses and then they're like, "Hey, dude, let's cut this this chorus for this other song and post it." You know, like that's the only one that doesn't fit. But the other ones, though, like any of the other songs, like I said, the "Take Me Home Tonight," I like, and I'm I'm embarrassed by this. <laughs> like, I love that song. I have always loved that song. The fu- the the fucking girl part on there. Yeah, dude, I chills almost every single time. But when I finally went to go look it up and I heard the verses, I was like, I have never heard this before in my life. But now it all fits. Oh, yeah. It, you know, it, it, it goes smoothly. That little black backpack messes me up. <laughs> Dude, well, the Beatles did that. Because uh, like a day in the life, Ed Dennis told me the other day, we've been playing a lot with Ed lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ed told me the other day, you know that was those were two different songs, and they just put them together, and they were like they couldn't figure out a way to mix them together, and it was like, well, how about we just do this big orchestra crescendo all the way up to the one chord, and then that's how one song gets to the other, and uh, they did it again in um, uh, well, not so not not so in a grand of a manner, but with my favorite Beatles song, we can work it out. Do you remember that one? Yeah, oh, I yeah. see it my way, and this life is very short. There's no time. Fussing and fighting, my friend. Waltz, da da boom bum bum. It just uh, and how do they do that live? Yeah. Like you just have everybody has to be on the same page. Uh, yeah, you know what, dude? They, they inspired a lot of people with that, man. Hell, punk bands I know, like, inspired. Like, I, I learned from the punk bands, and I found out where they learned it from, like, and then where they learned it from. But yeah. it all kind of goes back, basically, like you said, to the Beatles, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but I did that a bit. Like, you know, you, you write oh, a yeah. part, and you're like, this is cool, and then you can't come up with anything for it. And then you write another song later on, and you're like, you know what would be kind of cool? That, that piece would fit in there. You know, like. Oh, yeah. 
I've done that several times, like reading through, like I'm bad about writing a verse in a chorus and walking away or writing a verse and walking away or a line and walking away. And then like, and I'm, I'm so bad about not wanting to Frankenstein these things. Like I want them to stay their own piece. Yeah. But I could probably have a lot of halfway decent songs if I could take all those pieces and just shove them together. Well, the one thing that sucks though, man, I have this one chorus that I wrote, um, uh, probably 2012 and <clears throat> it's one of my favorite courses that I've ever written, but I can't come up with anything else to go with it at all. Like I, like I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, should this be the verse or should it be the chorus? And then one day I sat down with it and I, I had the day off. I spent all day on it and I wrote, it was, I decided this part was going to be the chorus and I wrote these verses around it. And I look back on it like two weeks later, and I'm like, "This song is terrible. The chorus is good, but this song is what, what was what was it that was bad? What was it you didn't like? It didn't fit. Like the the chorus is like, I mean the I, uh, this okay. I don't know if this is gonna make any sense. It might make sense to you. The chorus could have been an eagle song. It could have been a Leonard Skinner song. It could have been a Steve Miller band song. You know what I mean? Like yeah. any of these bands could have done it, or it could have even been a bluegrass. Like it could, have, you know what I mean? Like, but I couldn't figure out what to do with the rest of it. Um. So when I sat down with it, the only thing I come up with was very Leonard Skinner. It was very uh, "Give Me Three Steps." Yeah. And when I went back to it, I was just like, like, it works, but it doesn't feel right. Now, do you write with your guitar or without? With. Now, I'm, no, okay, so I write with the guitar, but I'll come up with a melody, and then I'll be at work without the guitar. and be like, you know, I already had the melody in my head yeah. with the guitar. So, but I mean, there's been, I mean, obviously there's been times, you know, I come up with a melody in my head and I have to come home and figure out on the guitar what it is. That's how I work. And that happens sometimes for me. The only problem I've ever had with that is that I, I'm like, I, I had the chord progression in my head. Yeah. What's going to go with this vocal melody that I have. Then I get home and my, the chord progression that I have is way off and then I have trouble finding I hear you. Where it's supposed to go, if that makes any sense. See, I I do this I do this thing where I'll write I'll write a line, and and when I write in my head, it's always I'm reading it spoken, like a spoken word. Like yeah. well, I don't hear any melody, I don't hear any of that at all. And then I'll write that, and then I'll match the syllables in the like A B A B or whatever, or or sometimes I'll do A A A B. Yeah. Like, well, I'll rhyme three lines and then do something different. But oh, yeah. but I never put a melody to it to start with. And I'll, like, sort of let the cadence tell me how it wants to go. And then, like, you, the guitar is the last thing that I pick up. But I've known some people that – I've known some people that write that way from – I mean, and you know what? Hey, there's a, a – you, for instance, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people that write fantastic stuff that way. For me, if I ever try to do that, I tried once. This girl gave me, she gave me a half of a poem that she was working on. This was back in high school, so it was my early days, but 
Uh, and I've had similar situations since then, but this girl handed me a poem, and, and she was like, you know, you know, I have the, these couple verses or whatever. <laughs> I was like, let me write something to it. You know what I mean? I was new to writing music. I was like, let me do something with it. And then I went back, and I wrote the rest of the poem. So it was, Yeah. So it was, but when I went to go put it to music, I could not make it fit. I had to rewrite almost everything because nothing fit the way that it needed to. I still I still ended up writing the same story. Yeah. But it was all like the wording was completely different than where it had started. Yeah, I hear you. <clears throat> now do you do you do like a I imagine, like if you if you're using a guitar, like for in the way that I use syllables, is that how you use the guitar? Like and you measure it to make sure that it'll fit. Exactly. Like I'll I'll have a melody in my head. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, with that chorus that I had that I was just telling you about that I never ended up finishing, that I was just goofing on the guitar one day, and I you know, and I I heard that I had this melody in my head, and then I started just throwing any word. On it that would fit. Yeah, you know, I mean, it didn't make any sense at all, you know. But it just it, it it fit the melody, so I was like, okay. And there was only one line, I guess, that came out of it that I was like, I could do something with this, you know. Yeah. And it was, and then I kind of went from there, and I ended up, like I said, I, I ended up going with a. You remember, you know, Jeremy that plays the one bad apple sometimes. Younger guy, curly hair. He plays bass Maybe. whenever he plays bass or banjo whenever he's playing with them. Maybe. Anyway, he uh, we were we were sitting at the beach and I showed it to him. I had about two or three lines, you know, for the chorus or whatever. Yeah. And he, I showed it to him and and he came up with the the next line or two, you know, and uh, and like I said, I, I was so proud of this chorus. I was like, I'm gonna write this epic. Southern rock song, you know, whatever, and I never did anything with it. I tried. Oh man, keep going. It's not. It ain't. It ain't done. It's still there. It's still in here. Like I got it. Yeah. I can't. I can't for the life of me figure out where to go with it. I feel I, I, I hit a lot of dead ends like that, but but then at that point, anytime I hit a dead end, I don't. I don't. I don't think too much on it. I just realize I'm just like. I look at songs like sometimes, and me and Jamie talked about this the other day. Sometimes, like you're, you being a songwriter, you just have you just so happen to be the one that reaches up and grabs this thing as it's floating through. Like you, it could have been anybody. Could have been yeah. anybody, but you just so happen to be the one that grabbed this thing out of the air and and put it down on paper. Like it could have gone to any writer. Yeah. But you got it. So uh, after my after I started looking at it like that and realizing that I'm really not the one writing these things, like I'm 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 physically writing them. Yeah, I but know. What you I'm mean. not the one behind. Like there's there's something that's trying to get out, and this song is using a way to do it. And I'm like, if the song doesn't write itself, pretty much. Yeah. I'll feel okay with walking away from it because like maybe it's just maybe it's just not my song. Maybe it's not maybe I just maybe it was I was trying too hard and maybe maybe somebody else has already picked that one up and it's already popular and it's already written. You know, you never know. 
but yeah maybe yeah maybe a band that's uh, maybe a band that you've never heard of is already like doing it yeah maybe a band exactly but maybe maybe somebody else just grabbed it maybe that's why it's not happening for you because it's you know it's like the it's it's like the the elder wand maybe <laughs> maybe draco maybe we're draco maybe the elder wand yeah. is not supposed to be ours that's right there's yeah, some harry yeah, potter knowledge for you yeah, folks yeah. No, that's now. Hey, no, you're absolutely right, dude. That's the best way to think about it. I mean, because, like I said, if you, if meow, if, if you try too hard, the song sounds forced. Yes, and it doesn't fit. You know what I mean? Obviously, there will be people out there that would like it, but yeah, absolutely. There's people out there that like anything. And, yeah, but but I, I, and what I wrote to that chorus. It sounded good. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fine. But I was just like, nah, it's not, I'm not, I don't, I don't get the feel that I would. Yes. When I've written a song in its entirety in, an, you know, in a couple hours or something. Yeah. Well, there's one thing that's for certain. And that is, if there's anybody, <clears throat> if there's anybody that's going to hate a song you wrote, it's probably going to be you. Right. Like and and I feel the same way. Like if there's anybody that's gonna hate a song that I wrote, what are you what are you doing, this cat? Uh, he's got. You see how uh, you see how uh, mad it is, or uh, how long his hair is. No. He gets matted pretty easy in the wintertime. Oh, we don't, uh, we don't we don't trim him down too bad. It's like what is what did he do? Is he in trouble? <laughs> Breaking out scissors and shit. But but yeah, I, I I like the I really like enjoy talking about songwriting and talking about creating these things because there's not a lot of folks that you can talk like straight up writing with that who's actually got experience with writing and I know that you do. I'm not, I know that you're not somebody who's just bullshitting me because you've you've written and you know what it's like and I, I just. I really, even though we, even though we have different methods of doing so, it's still the the same end game. But man, I feel I have so many things that I want to say in music, but I get so damn distracted in the middle of writing it, and like I, I don't know, I'll, I'll like I said earlier, I'll play it off as like maybe it's not my song, maybe I'm not the one that's supposed to write this one, and. I'll just let that be, but then I then I feel like I've got like, but shit, this is a really 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 fucking good block of words right here that I I just don't want to throw away. I don't want it to go away uh, forever, but I mean, yeah. I don't think it's complete. But fuck, it's great. What am I gonna do yeah. with this? I have so much of those sitting around in my iPhone's notes, man. Dude, that's so yeah, many. man. I do that a lot, man. I mean, I, like you know, I write pieces of something, and then I just, I don't, I don't. And a lot of times, like I said, you know, what I mean, and I, like you know, everybody has to work, you know, whatever. But yeah. you know, I mean, it sucks, like because, like I'll be, I'll be on roll, and I'll be feeling it, and I'm like, I've got this, so I'm gonna have a kick-ass song. And yeah. Look, my God, I gotta be up in six hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, shit, yeah. I, gotta, I have to go to bed. I have no other choice right now. You know, so then, and then when I try to come back to it, or the, and then the next night, you know, like somebody be over here at the house, and, you know, when I come home from work, so I can't really work on it then that much, you know, yeah. like interview company, whatever. And then, you know, by the time I get a chance to get back to it, the motivation's gone. I feel the same way, man. 
like you go back and you, you you're trying to write something where you felt you you were you were capturing it so perfectly because of how you were emotionally at that point. And maybe yes. you go you go and you do things other things in your life and you come back and you're not emotionally the same person that you were when you wrote it and you can't relate. So then it's a completely different person that's holding the phone. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, I get I that mean, too, man. I mean, that's a that's a huge thing. I mean, like I mean, you can come back too and be like Man, this you know this this verse is awesome. Yeah, I love this verse. I'm, I'm ready to move on it. You know, when you come back to it, but you're like, I'm it's it's gone. The feeling's yeah. gone. Like, uh, this sounds awesome, but I don't have that feeling. Anymore. I don't know where to go. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. I got the I got that after I like because I wrote so much when I was depressed and so much when I was sad. And that's I, I wrote the most back then, like, and just that was my way of getting, you know, getting this shit out. So I went back and I had so many little blocks of blocks of shit that, like, not blocks of shit, but <laughs> but I had so many blocks of lyrics that I had written, and I couldn't relate because I was like, man, I'm just not there anymore. I'm just not sad anymore like that. I'm not like. Where this person was. Yeah, the moment's gone. Like I didn't grab it. Just like I said, if you don't grab it, they're gone. Like if you if you don't grab it when it's there, it's it's just gone. Yeah. Dude, have you seen have you seen the trend you mentioned the Beatles earlier and we're talking about songwriting, which this isn't Yes, I have. Yes I have and I can't fucking wait. The fucking movie Dude What if that were you? What if you were that guy? Oh my god, like what? What if you were that guy? Like you were the only person who knows, and and obviously they tease it. Is is they, they, like Paul and Ringo have to show up? Yeah, yeah, they ha- yeah. It, it's, it has to happen. Barefooted and in shoes. Okay, so I, I, I totally hijacked what you were going to say because I knew what you were going to say. But explain <laughs> to the watchers what this movie is, since I totally dude, fucked this right I, there. I mean, dude, I, this movie, man. I like. I, I went to. <laughs> Bradley sent me the trailer, and I, when I first saw it, I saw it in yesterday's or whatever, that's what it's called, right? Yesterday. I think it's called something or like no, that. No, yesterday was the first song he was playing in the trailer. But yeah, he he goes and start playing it, man. Like <laughs> they're like, that's amazing. When did you write that? And he's like, I didn't write it. This is the- I didn't. It's like, it was, you know, John, Paul, George, you know, they're like, who, what? (laughs) Wait a minute, the the what? (laughs) Yeah, like, you're, dude, I'm telling you, that movie, uh, like, that movie looks like one of the most intense dreams that any musician could ever have. I don't care if you're not a Beatles fan, like, what? Absolutely. Like if you wake up and and there's a part in that where she says, but you're the greatest songwriter of all time. <clears throat> like what if you wake up and you have an entire catalog of the greatest Beatles? Here, here's the thing. How far did this guy's Beatle wisdom go? Did he have everything? Did he just have the hits? I do. I, yeah. I mean. But think about you know what though even I dude I well I took this a little <laughs> I took it a little far like thinking like because you have to think about it this is something this and, and this is like I said 
far out thinking it, but different people have different styles. That guy was na- in the movie. That guy, that guy is nailing Beatles songs. Yeah, he is. Voice and everything, like he's nailing it all. But like, imagine if it was—I don't know. I mean, hypothetically speaking, imagine if it was Joey Ramone that this happened to. His voice wouldn't fit that. But yeah. imagine if somebody else woke up and the Ramones had never existed, but this one person knew the Ramones catalog. Yeah. Way, you know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, different styles thinking, you know. Exactly. Grateful Dead. You know what I mean? Imagine if some, imagine if you fucking woke up. Jesus. And Grateful Dead had never fucking existed. And all of a sudden, you play fucking Touch of Grey. You know what I mean? And, and everybody's like... <laughs> What's funny, I just thought of Scott Mann. Then Scott Mann couldn't bust my balls for singing the wrong lyrics. Because <laughs> he wouldn't know them either. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? I mean, any it, imagine that happening to anybody in that, in, in their, in, imagine that happening to anybody in their yeah. element. Oh, yeah, Let, for sure. I mean, let's face it, let's imagine if that ever happened to me. Green Day, yeah, <laughs> if, yeah, um, exactly. If if Green Day never existed, do yeah, you have the I, time? I, I run her up, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, but I mean, dude, imagine that for any musician to have that, to have like an opportunity like that, like that would be insane. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, it would be. Uh, I. I uh... But the Beatles, yes, they picked the right band to do that movie about. Oh, Jesus, ever. God. Even when Ed Sheeran at the end is like, you should name this song Hey Dude. Which, by the way, is a reference to another band, if you didn't know. Have you, dude, have you ever heard of the band Beatallica? Beatallica? No. Dude, okay. Homework for tonight. Are, do they? Okay. Do they? Let me just guess. Is this a band that does Beatles songs, but like Metallica would? No. Okay. They mix Metallica and Beatles songs, or and Beatles, uh, Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they drop, you know. Little plug there. No. They mix Metallica and Beatles songs. So you have blackened the USSR. There is a dude. Literally, there's a song called "Hey Dude." <laughs> um, you have uh, shit. I'm trying to think of some of the. Other, um, oh my god, I can't think of the. Radio I'm gonna I'm gonna do some homework and listen to this later for sure, dude. Um, so okay, so here's what it is. It's Metallica and Beatles song. Or, uh, God, man, man. <laughs> you get a pass for you're, yeah. you. You know, you've been saying probably Beatles more often than Beatles yeah. in in your day. <laughs> so Metallica and Beatles songs mixed. Um, the band, like the songs are very I, like it's really if you listen to Black and the USSR, I don't know what your Metallica knowledge is, but I mean, I know a little. Any, it's like Black Album and Before, and they mix it. Like, if you listen to Black in the USSR, it is the exact 
It is the exact, like, mix of what you would do with the song Blackened and Back in the USSR. But the guy sounds, the leads, uh, the, the band sounds 100% exactly like Metallica. And when I say that, trust me when I tell you, you're not going to be able to tell that this guy is not James Hetfield. Oh, man, that's great. Dude, Hey Dude is one of the greatest things that I've ever heard in my life. It comes in, and it sounds like uh, it sounds like uh, nothing else matters. Yeah. So you hear the boom, doom, 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 and then when that normal like lead blah, comes blah, 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 dude, well this lead goes dude. So then it comes in, dude, and it's the fuck, it's the Lars drums like Nah. <laughs> he like, he like, hey, dude, don't be so bad. And he like, like, mixed the lyrics and everything. He's like, take a thrash song and make it better. Whoa. Like, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but as hey, funny dude. as it is, you can listen to it, dude. You have, like, you can't. I mean, I, like I said, it's hilarious. It's so funny, but you have, like, when you listen to it, you can't deny the talent that these guys put into these songs, man. It's well, hilarious. the balls that these guys have to record Beatles music like Metallica. Dude. Watermelons. The, the, the fuck, and dude, as soon as I heard Ed Sheeran be like, you should name this song Hey Dude, I'm like, they did that on purpose. They have heard they've heard Metallica before. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard, dude. But really, like I said, the band sounds one hundred percent legit, like Metallica. Yeah, James Hetfield, Lars Ulrich, all of them, dude. But it's a perfect mix. Like you'll hear you'll hear some of these songs, and you're like, this is easily a Beatles song, but they're singing like thrash words to it but it it mixes up it's hilarious so you gotta check it out i'm actually kind of stoked to listen to that Dude, i'm, telling I'm gonna you. sneak sneak a cup sneak that song in, in between uh the end of this podcast and the beginning of the last two episodes of this random ass <laughs> show that i started and will have binged in a day i'm telling you <sighs> I this, this, uh, there was a friend of mine who was huge like, this guy always looked like James Hetfield. Like, he was such a Metallica fan. But he also, like, he grew up with his parents being Beatles fans. And when he came to me with this, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever, I've ever heard in my life. It sounds pretty fucking awesome. I really do. Like I said, like, I, there's Sar- Sergeant Peppers and the... Sergeant Peppers and the... And the, and the Death rock band or death metal band, something I don't know. <laughs> now I have heard uh, the reggae versions of all of these bands, the Easy Dub All Star versions of all these. You have you ever listened to? Are oh, you yeah. you listen to re- reggae Easy Dub All Stars ever? I mean, I've, yeah, I've listened to them a bit. Yeah, they're the ones that did Dub Side of the Moon. Yeah, and Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Dub Band. Oh yeah. Dude, they they and I'm not a big reggae fan, but I really enjoyed that. 
the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts dub man where they just like the whole the album from front to back is recreated but reggae and and dub side of the moon is a fucking hell of an album too by the way you said uh you said earlier about Pink Floyd did you don't know any Pink Floyd tunes you could get wish you were here pretty good I know how to play no I know how to play like little pieces of them but it's just like you know it's when somebody comes up and they're like Hey, can you play comfortably numb? And I'm like, I love that song, but no, yeah. I've never tried to. <laughs> comfortably numb's pretty fucking easy too, but uh, there, there's a couple song. of there's a couple of shifty things in the chorus, but uh, the other, otherwise it's, it's pretty pretty uh, straightforward, dude. Yeah. I've spent but I spent a lot of time listening to Pink Floyd, man, like a lot oh, yeah. of time in front of a Pink Floyd albums, dude. They're in the ball, I've, seen, I've probably seen the wall like 25, 35 times. Dude, same, same. It's, it's definitely, if it weren't for the Beatles, the Pink Floyd would be my favorite band by far. <laughs> like, if, if it weren't for the Beatles. Pink Floyd's a very, very close second. Like, it's the Beatles and Pink Floyd and then 80 feet of nothing before you get to yeah, Death right. Cab, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But see, that's how I am with the Beach Boys. Now, I love. That. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not playing the Beatles down at all. Oh yeah. I was, uh, I was a Beach Boys guy though, and no, that's, that's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to like my favorite band as much as I do. I'm not one of those. No, I just no. I just mean like no. You know the Beatles, Beach Boys, like rivalry, whatever. You know, but the Beach Boys was kind of like like you know pet sounds. I'm like. How are you gonna top that album? But oh, then yeah. I got that on vinyl. I got an original release of that on vinyl. Dude, what? I have an original Pet Sounds. Oh, oh, I thought you said you had a digital release on vinyl. I'm like, what does that mean? Nah, an original release on vinyl. Oh. Like, like. Man, I thought I got one of those. Man, you know, Bradley, if I'm not mistaken, dude, Bradley found an original Pet Sounds in a Goodwill for like four bucks. Yeah, dude. Bradley's got that. Dude, Bradley's got that talent, dude. He got a he got an original copy of Purple Rain on vinyl for like three dollars at a goodwill or me and bradley me and bradley talked about records a little bit but uh, we only did that one show together and uh we needed to cover but uh dude yeah he he's he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders for music oh yeah dude bradley knows what's up he posted some dwight yoakam vinyl the other day that he got i think bradley gets a I'm seriously like now up here in ohio like we have a lot of antique malls so a lot of records. I, I mean, I, and I can find a lot of good records at a lot of those places. Do you have a record set up? Uh, not really. I have one of those like little Victrola things. That's, I mean, that's that's a setup. That's that's. I mean, yeah. But I mean, the records I have, I probably have about maybe twenty records, and they've all been warped because I didn't take care of them. Oh man, I'm an idiot. you know what I mean. But like, I want to start it back up. I just I got a lot of I got a lot of doubles of some good records I can I can give you, dude. Yeah, hey, any any help? I'm because I, I have some, I mean I have something now where I can keep them in. You know what I mean to keep them. But originally, my dumb ass, I wasn't thinking about how cold it gets in Ohio, and then I was leaving my records like close to the heater vent. Yeah, <laughs> so they're all warped. Oh them. man. Yeah, no, I have a lot of Beatles. I got a lot of like doubles of Beatles records, like uh. 
every time, and there was a point there that every time somebody saw me, they were giving me a stack of records. And uh, I've got, I got a lot of, dude, I've probably got, shit, what's that? I've probably got 250, 300 records maybe. Oh yeah, dude, I got a lot of fucking vinyl, and uh, I've got like I've got about 158 tracks, man. Oh shit, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, dude, you can watch some of my other videos, uh, some of my other YouTube videos uh, of the podcast when when I've got the camera wide enough to catch my record cabinet over here. There's a the whole top row is full of eight tracks, and that's the first row. There's two two rows of the of eight tracks that I've got. I've got like sticks. I got the Beatles red and blue albums. I got I Abbey have, Road. Yeah, I have red and blue. I think I have red and blue on vinyl. I got those on vinyl and eight track. <laughs> Dude, that was something we went. There's like a spot around here. It's uh, it's called Amish Country. Yeah. Um, and we go out there and... Uh, Woodworking, man. Dude, I'm telling you, dude, it's really a cool spot to go to. The only thing, man, is, like, they... I guess they know it's, like, a tourist thing. So, like, you go out there and you can eat at these places and stay at these hotels. And you go and you get to see, like, the Amish culture and stuff like that. And these people are, like, sitting in, like, these antique mall, antique stores. It's not a mall. It's not yeah. huge. But, dude, these these motherfuckers don't want to talk to you at all. They have oh, yeah. no desire to talk to you. They're about their own business. But, dude, I, I, I could watch, and obviously there's no video of it on YouTube because they're they're Amish. But I, I I could watch Amish people do hand like hand carving woodworking for hours. Dude, it's really a cool thing. I've only I been love that shit. We want to go again, but I, we haven't had a chance to. Man, it's a very... Now, like I said, I mean, it's kind of touristy a little bit. Like, you go there and, you know, they have, like, country-style restaurants and Amish-style whatever, this and that. But, you know, you got to drive out a little bit farther to actually see it, dude. But it's it's a very, very cool culture, man. Yeah, I, I wouldn't actually mind learning from an Amish person, like learning woodworking from an Amish person or like... Uh, or or a Japanese woodworker, like I, I'd love to study under under somebody who's because they all work with their hands and there's no le- no electricity. Even their drills are like they're holding it in like their crank drills, basically like yeah, a, exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's I mean, it's funny like like if you would look back like thirty, it, like imagine what, and I guess I don't know, maybe it's because I was the baby of my family, but like if you would go back. 30, like, say, 30, 40 years and hang out with, you know, the grand, like, your grandfather, who would have been your grandfather at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that, man, that shit's cool as hell, man. Like, my, dude, like, my great-grandma, she had an outhouse. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And, like, now she ended up, like, I don't know, a few years before I was born, she ended up getting indoor plumbing, but the outhouse was still there. Yeah, oh yeah. She still used the outhouse because the plumbing was weird for her. She yeah. You know. My granddad talked about that. He was like, when they finally got indoor plumbing, he was like, uh, his granddad wouldn't let him, like, shit in the house because he's like, you don't, you, you do that outside. Like, you, you ain't yeah. supposed to do that inside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that you don't do that in the house. Like, uh, yeah. they didn't have a room. 
in the house set up for it, if I'm not mistaken, where she actually had the indoor plumbing in, like put in, there was never a door put into that like, yeah, yeah. door. It was just like a little, like a stall almost with no door, you know? It was weird, man. Yeah, but weird. I, it's cool, though, looking at the old culture like that and seeing the way they used to do things. That stuff is so cool, man. Yeah, it is. So uh, we've already passed the two-hour point, but if you have a, it's a little bit longer, there's one more thing that I wanted to ask you about, and I've, I've asked Scott yeah. Mann about it yesterday, and I uh, wanted to get your take on it. Have you watched the Michael Jackson documentary yet? No, I haven't. I, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Is it on Netflix or something? No, it's on HBO, but it w- it came in two parts, and it's basically a documentary about the two these two guys who were molested by Michael Jackson and they're doing a documentary about it and here's the thing when i first heard that there was a documentary by these two guys who were molested by Michael Jackson my 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 thoughts were why can't why show up this late he's already dead why bring this out? Why do this now? What's up with this situation? I don't know how to feel about it. Blah, blah, blah. Then I watched the documentary, dude. I don't think there's any doubt at all that he had a lot of weird shit going on with a lot of kids. It made you a believer? Yes, it did. And and the one thing that, I, honestly, I believed in it before I, I turned it on. And you want to know why? Because when I went to the guide on HBO to click on this thing, it said, Oprah Winfrey presents Leaving Neverland. That alone, I was like, oh, shit, Oprah's sponsoring this shit? Then there must be something up. You got Okay, I... Okay. You before before you answer, before you answer, I want to want to want to make make clear to the to the watchers and and people who listen, uh, which are called listeners, by the way, to the listeners, <laughs> that Oprah Winfrey's career was started by Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones started Oprah Winfrey's career. He was he was the person who kickstarted her career. Quincy Jones was also very involved in Michael Jackson's life. Yeah. Quincy Jones was was uh, Michael Jackson was probably one of Quincy Jones' proteges, right? Yep. He they they did a lot of lot of things musically together. And the only reason I said Ray Charles, but yeah, yeah. The only reason I, I I wanted to make that known before you gave your answer was just to show that. Quincy Jones started Oprah Winfrey's career. He was very involved in uh, he was very involved in Michael Jackson's career as well. And the fact that Oprah Winfrey is is presenting this when they are part of the same circle leads me to believe that she also knew that there was something going on, which is why she is so adamant about producing this film now. Now, sorry that that I cut you off there, but I just wanted to say that before you, we went any further. No, I'll, no, and I'll. Now that you say that Oprah Winfrey's involved, the only, okay, I have a lot of thoughts about the Michael Jackson theories. The whole thing with that, I don't, like, it's hard to explain. Like, for me, 
I don't want to say that he didn't do it because I don't know. First yeah. off, let's face it, nobody was there. Like none of us were there. So how we can't say anything. Now you know, any any of us onlookers or anybody who's listening or hearing the stories about this stuff, like we weren't there, we don't know. But I guess the point that I ever try to make is Man, yeah, I, really, in the, in the way I look at it, and like I said, I'm not going to say he didn't do it, but there are people out there that are, they really are just good people, nice people. Yeah. But nobody believes it because they're like, nobody's that, nobody's that good, nobody's that nice. And it's like, well, there are people out there that way. You yeah. Know? Just because they're nice or because they're weird doesn't mean doesn't mean that they're bad. Exactly. And, <coughs> like I don't like I don't know. I mean, now, like I said, as I'm admitting, now I don't have HBO, so I don't I don't have the ability to watch this right now. I'm sure I will in the next month or so. But with Oprah, yeah. But that's still even, that's still even kind of somewhat of a touchy subject for me because Oprah, Oprah's for the people. Yes. So, and she always wants to expose, like, let's face it, she wants to expose the truth. I I agree. But, again, and I mean, and I'm not taking sides one way or the other, but was Oprah in the house? I 100% agree with you. I know nobody was there. Nobody knows exactly what went on. The I only mean, thing I, I will say. Tell you, I could sit here and tell you about the experience I have with Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and I, I, I'll know. We'll, we'll have this conversation again after you watch the documentary. Just because there is so much. And it's a two-part I documentary. No, Dude, there is so much creepy shit that just. You know, I, I didn't. I cut it off the first time I tried to watch it. I cut it off because I was like, "Dude, this is just too much." Well, I mean, I guess. See, and okay, so here's here's two thing, two points I'm gonna make. Number one, I mean, I have my beliefs on the fact as an outsider that was not in the room. Number two. I hate to say this, kind of hate to say this. If it turns out that he did do it, if Billie Jean comes on the radio, I'm still going to turn that motherfucker up. See, I don't know that. I, and, and I don't think there's a lot of radio stations. Like, I think this thing is like dethroning Michael Jackson. Like, <clears throat> It's coming out that the, the thing is, the thing that's making this thing stick is that in 1993 he was, it was the first time that he was that it was alleged that he was you know he had something going on with a child and it kept coming up throughout his entire career and there was apparently a maid <clears throat> who testified that she had seen Michael Jackson naked in the shower with one of the boys who ended up making this movie and that he said, no, it wasn't true. 
back in the day, he was like, no, it wasn't true. And like, he didn't realize until he was a grown up that, oh shit, this stuff that he did to me was wrong. And like Michael Jackson might've looked at, at him at himself as like a nine year old child. He really may have looked at himself like that, but he obviously wasn't. And I just, man, I watched, I, I, I'm serious. I, I know that uh, with not having HBO, there's still probably a way that we can arrange for you to watch I, it. Yeah, I can find, yeah. Well, I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Jamie's daughter is going to get HBO Now soon or something. Yeah, HBO Go is, is or HBO Now <laughs> is the HBO same Go, deal. that's it, yeah. It, it's the same deal. And, I mean, it's, it's really inexpensive. I think it's only like 12 bucks a month. I think yeah. it's the same thing as Netflix. But, um, but dude, yeah. Watch that I, shit. I it out. If, there's, if there's something that could possibly convince me, <laughs> then I'd be interested in seeing it. But I mean, more, more or less, and I, I, this is, dude, I, this is probably going to be the stupidest thing I've ever said in the history of my life. <laughs> uh oh. Trust me, it's coming. But literally, like, as you said, maybe Michael Jackson saw himself as a nine year old kid or whatever, but I mean, now, if he had sex with these kids, okay. Fuck, you know, fuck this guy. You know, yeah. what the hell on that? Uh, it's hard to explain. It's hard to, it's hard to explain how I'm thinking about this. Like, in the sense that, like, if literally they were just, like, goofing... Whatever. I get it. He's naked. That's fucked up. That that shouldn't happen. Whatever. But a dad, it's not weird when a dad's naked with his kid. I know that, that Michael Jackson's not his dad. Yeah. I get it. But what I mean is, like, if it's... If, I don't know, man. Maybe I should shut up before I get, like... Yeah, I will say this, though. In the, in the documentary, these guys do say that he 100%, like penetrated them well now i mean like i said if there's that i mean if there was if there was if there was something dirty happening if if it was you know if there's nastiness going on the only thing the only reason and i'm not trying to defend him but if he was just weird and people were like dude that's weird uh, he's doing whatever you know it's like hey, you know what there's weird people out there doesn't mean they're bad yeah that boy is just a little off yeah you know what I mean like I, yeah. I mean that's you know there's there's weird people out there I mean I'm weird you know that's the hell I, I'm lucky I found Tammy because every other girl I went to they're like no guy is like that and I, you know I'm like because I opened a door for you because <laughs> you know what I mean you oh know? yeah <clears throat> I'm fucking weird that's why I'm single and I know it's not the same thing, but you understand it. Like it's just you know, I have like you know, I had that old school mentality. You know what I mean? And people, and people were like, you know, I, they don't want nothing. They think either I'm fake or that you know whatever. You know, but I, so that's the only reason. The only reason now, I like I said, I will flat out. I will take anything that you give me from Michael Jack uh, about the Michael Jackson situation. Oh yeah, I will take it and I'll uh, with an open mind and I'll flat out you know. If you show me something, I hey, that's it. My biggest thing, though, is it's all people's words. It's be, well, it's people's words, but at the same time, I mean, like, if you had one person, if you would have had one person say that, everybody else would have been like, "Yeah, well, he is weird." 
so I mean, come on, why wouldn't he? Yeah, exactly. You know. And I, I so, feel I also too that I don't know what the financial situation is for these guys, but I know that they made this movie at their own pocket, like on their own dime, basically. Like like other than Oprah, I'm sure had a lot to do with it. I mean, I'm, I'm, but they yeah. made this movie not looking for any money; they just wanted to tell their story. Yeah. And the Michael Jackson's estate is suing HBO to take this movie down. Well, I mean, either way, you know, it's slander on slander on on yeah on one of the, on the king of fucking pop. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I'm not even trying to like credit his music on that, but I mean, the title though, the king of pop. You know? Oh yeah. It's I was just, just watching this thing like, fuck, am I going to have to, am I going to have to throw away Thriller now? Like, fuck. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, am I going like, to have to throw away this record? No. And I've said it several times, like, I, among this record collection, there are Michael Jackson, there are a few Bill Cosby vinyls, there's a few Bill Cosby stand-ups that I have yeah. that I just, I have these and I'm like, I, do I throw this away? Do I not? What do I do with this? Like, I, I mean, obviously, I can't listen to a Bill Cosby vinyl and feel good about myself anymore, knowing that he literally raped so many fucking women. And well, okay, so uh, and I feel the same way about Michael Jackson, man. I, I just like ever since I've seen this fucking documentary, I've seen, and, and, and I say this, and I know I say this, knowing that I've, I've I've seen something that you have not, and I may have information yeah. that. You don't possess, and and, yeah. and and hence why I'm looking at it a little bit differently. And I, and I've, I said the same thing about Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams just got, and it was one girl who who said, "Yeah, he sent me inappropriate messages," and then several other girls started stepping out. Like, shit, he did that to me too. I thought it was just me, and like other girls, yeah, fuck, I, same here. I thought it was me. I thought it was just me. And like now, I'm like, fuck. Now I can't do any Ryan Adams music because Ryan Adams is one of my favorite songwriters of ever. Ryan, not Brian, by yeah. the way. No, like, I know what you mean, yeah. I'm like, shit, now I'm just like erasing songs off of my set list. And damn, I was pretty proud of the way I used to play fucking Thriller. Can't do that shit no more. I used to fucking slay Thriller and, and Billie Jean. That's, <laughs> see, that's such a touchy subject for me. And I guess, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm a little, uh, what's the what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Um... I'm not as it I no shit. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Like I think about this stuff, I really do. But I mean but like Thriller, the song Thriller had absolutely nothing to do with whatever he was doing to Neverland. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I get that. But it's still that the same the same artist. And that and that's what people say is you can't you shouldn't punish the art of the work of art. Because I'm not of the artist, I don't pay him anymore. Well, I mean, obviously, Michael Jackson's dead, but you know what I mean. But like, yeah, I'm not saying I want to support him, but at the same time, I mean, dude, I can't. Uh, if Thriller comes on, I can't. I'm, I'm going to hear the same sound like I heard. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and as you mentioned, Bill Cosby. You know, Bill Cosby, like, whatever the 
fucked, even though he admitted to it, I know how fucked up that dude was. Yeah. But, <clears throat> dude, if I walk through a living room and somebody's watching the Cosby show and one of his fucking goofy jokes happens, that joke itself was funny. That's how I feel about these comedy records. Like, I'm like, <clears throat> I can listen, I, I'll listen to like, one of my favorite stand-ups of all time and one of the funniest pieces of stand-up is Bill Cosby himself. And anytime I think about that, I'm like, it's, it still is one of my favorite stand-ups of all time. And he said two curse words in the entire show. And, and like, I, I, I'm just somebody who could, who was so wholesome. In the public eye, who was literally just such a fucking horrible person after after all was said and done. Yeah. Which makes it makes it so much easier to me. <clears throat> the same with uh, same with OJ, man. OJ was such a wholesome personality yeah. in in the world in the public eye, and I'm like, man, it just makes it so easy to believe. And fuck Ryan Adams, Ryan motherfucking sweetheart songwriter of the world, Adams, who wrote some of the most heartfelt heart like like love songs yeah. and heartbreak songs of all time. Like, how can you? That, that pretty much is what I'm saying. Is like shit. Nobody is safe. Nobody is outside of the. This is a this is gonna be a weird question. Okay. This is not necessarily the same thing, but it's something shitty that happened yeah. with something that everybody loved. <clears throat> Robin Williams. Yes. So Robin Williams did what he did to himself, you know, and that's that's horrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. <clears throat> I got a Robin Williams vinyl too, dude. Is anytime you ever see anything like, is anything you ever see from Robin Williams always just going to always be associated with suicide? Well, <clears throat> honestly, for for me, probably just because uh, I, I Robin Williams was, I think, bar none, my favorite stand-up comedian. And comedian in general. Yeah, he was my favorite comedian in general. I have I have a Robin Williams reality, what a concept on vinyl. And every time I see how happy he is, I can't help but know how sad he was in the end. And that really breaks my heart. And I'll still and in the but in the same breath, like Robin Williams did this thing and the worst worst act that he committed was against himself because he literally loved those around him so much. He wanted to make them happy and that's why he was so funny. He knew what sadness was and he never wanted anybody else to feel that. And um I get I don't know, I just get I, I, I remember you saying Robin Williams. I remember the, the moment that I found out. Like a couple people came to my gig and were like, "Have you heard? Have you heard what has happened?" And I just fucking start crying in the middle of biscuit down in fucking Pauly's Island. I'll always associate that with that. But like, and I know it's not the same thing. I know that suicide's not the same thing as whatever you know what. Yeah. 
Bill Cosby did and all that stuff. But I mean, like, if you go back and watch a season of Mork and Mindy, you could think about it. You know what I mean? But you're, it's not. You're not. You're not watching. I don't know. I, I, I maybe maybe I'm thinking about it in in the wrong sense, but. Like, no, I, mean, I, I, I get what you mean. We can't we can't associate the crime with the work of art. Exactly, and yeah, I yeah, get I, mean, I get that, but I, I just for me the, this crime is too great, and just like a no, this, you're right. and and for something for and and now I will say this: like I do know that people will one day, and one day one day I'll turn on Aladdin. And I'll see the genie pop out, and it'll just be Robin Williams, and I won't think about the sadness. I'll just think about, I'll just think about how great he was. By the way, they better put some motherfucking respect on Will Smith in a heartbeat if he thinks he's gonna step out and try to try to top uh, Robin Williams on this thing, man. Because damn. I'm gonna throw it at Will Smith though. Like I don't think he's I like I don't think in any sort of way he's attempting to top it. I think he's trying to I think he's trying to show respect. I think he's Oh like, yeah. Look, I, I I believe this I believe that as well. I'm gonna do what I can do, you know what I mean? I'm Will Smith. I'm not I think because Will Smith, let's face it, he's roughly the same character in everything he's ever done. Besides yeah. uh, except for well, no, even when even in our robot, he was that. Yeah, but it doesn't. What the little tiny clip that I saw, it looks to me like he's like, I'm doing this genie my way. I'm not. I'm not trying to be. Oh yeah, for sure. Robin Williams. So this is my genie. You know, and look, I'm I'm kind of excited about it a little bit. Oh, I, I'm excited as well. Like I love the. Uh, the new resurgence of Disney movies that are going to be coming out soon. Like, uh, we're going to have the, the genie remake is coming out. The Aladdin remakes coming out. The Lion King remake is coming out. Yep. And there's some other remake that's, that's going to be happening soon. Did you see that little mermaid? Uh, uh-uh. it's on Netflix now. Like I haven't watched it yet, but I looked it up before it came out though. Or like right before it came out on Netflix, it's not even. It's not Ariel. It's not the same story. It's not. It has absolutely nothing to do with the with the Disney version. It's just a whole new movie. Well, if it's still on Netflix, obviously Disney doesn't have anything to do with it. Literally, like it. it like I mean, dude, I think it was in the theaters for like a month, and then it was on Netflix instantly. Yeah, that's not a good sign for the movie. No, not at all. So uh, check it out, but I'm like, I don't really know because now, yeah, now you being oh, as big. Dumbo's coming. Dumbo, that's the one. That's right. That's the, that is the third one. That's right. Shit, Dumbo. That shit looks insane. Yeah, it does. That's gonna be so good. I love Danny DeVito. Hell yeah, dude! Danny DeVito's the man. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you being a Disney head. So, you know, they took all of the Marvel stuff off of Netflix because it now belongs to the Disney universe and uh, Disney is releasing their own streaming network. Do you know that the entire Disney catalog is going to be on this thing? The entire Disney vault is going to be on this Disney network. No, it's 
everything, bro. It's so bro. hard, man. Everything. It's so hard. I like. I, I'm like. I. Like, then I have a lot of those, like on, like that I downloaded from torrents back in the day. Yeah, same here. But I'm like, man, to see him in like the full fledged HD, like remastered, digitized. <laughs> I'm like. I would love to watch Robin Hood in that format. You know what I mean? <laughs> no kidding. <clears throat> we barely made it out of there with our skin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I would, no, and, 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 yeah, You're no, thinking about someone with some long eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> long eyelashes. <laughs> hey, quick, you're burning the soup. <laughs> well, I tell you, you can't cook. <laughs> well, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> you're no, you're no, what did he, <laughs> what did he say? He's like, oh, you're no bandit. You're a hero. They'll be writing <laughs> stories about you here. That vow we've been pardoned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you yeah, did you hear that little job? We just been yeah. <laughs> How about that? We haven't even been arrested yet. <laughs> oh, shit, dude, uh, Disney Disney movies are my shit. It, specifically Disney classic movies and and the, uh, not the all of them. Ollie Ollie Johnston and Milton Call yeah. are, are those old school school yeah. uh uh Artist, dude, I love like Sword in the Stone oh, is my favorite my. one. That's my favorite yeah, one. Well, Robin Hood's always been my favorite one, but the Sword in the Stone was one that it was a favorite of mine because I rarely saw it. Yeah, really showed it on TV. It was it was a B sider. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, yeah, because, I mean, you know, it, like, there was Snow White, Cinderella, blah, 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 you know, all that, but Sword in the Stone. And I didn't really give it two shits about those. The Disney princess yeah. ones was not, I mean, I was a true boy growing up. I only liked the ones that had boy heroes. I have to admit, like, The Little Mermaid is pro- was probably one of my favorite <laughs> ones back in the day. Dude, I was in love with Ariel. Like, she was just, she was my dream girl. And then, funny enough, I marry a redhead. So, hey, winning. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude. I, yeah, that that last little section. The uh, you know what's funny though? There was the Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin. I didn't see the I didn't see Beauty and the Beast for the first time until about. Five years ago, I still haven't seen it in a very like in my adult life. Like it's been so long that I don't even remember anything about it. The references, I never, the I never ever saw it as a kid, and it was one of, like I said, you know what I mean, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. That was like the bunch at the time. Never saw Beauty and the Beast until about five years ago. It's a good movie. I mean, yeah. And I still, I never saw the one with Emma Watson. I never did. Me but, neither. Um, Me neither, man. I feel like I can't watch the one with Emma Watson until I watch the original again. And I, I just don't. Yeah. And it's not, like I said, I, I wasn't a big Disney princess guy. And like I just didn't care for those as much. Uh, and 
nothing against the ladies. I love you. I promise I do, ladies. But, uh, yeah, it just wasn't my thing. But, dude. My mom was always, my mom had those. So, I had, I obviously had, like, Cinderella and all that shit. My mom, you know what I mean? My mom was, like, keeping up on all the Disney stuff. So, we had all of those. But, yeah, when the Little Mermaid I saw in the theater, and I was like, I'm in love with this girl. <laughs> Dude, I never got to see any cartoons in the theater. Only cartoon I saw, or only only movies I saw in the theater were like, I got Jurassic Park in the theater was my very first experience in the movie theater. And I was eight years old. Hell Dude, yeah. I was eight years old, I think, when it came out. I think that was 94, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Jurassic Park I got in the theaters. I, I'm pretty sure I saw Home Alone in the theaters. That would have been about, like, 90. Actually, no. I, I don't think I saw Home Alone in the theaters. Maybe. Home Alone 2 I know I saw in the theater. Because I'm pretty sure that the first thing I saw in the theaters was Jurassic Park. And that was 94. And I think Home Alone predates that. So I couldn't have seen that in the theaters, right? I can honestly say that the very first movie, if if I'm remembering correctly, the very first movie I ever saw in the theater was the Michael Keaton Batman. Bro, that's the Batman. That's this Batman right here, yellow and black. That is the fucking Batman. That was, dude, and my brother was so annoyed. I, I, shit, I was like eight years old, something like that, nine years old. My brother was so annoyed because I kept talking to him the whole time we were in the theater. But, dude, that was one of the great... That, and then Terminator 2. I saw that. Dude, Terminator 2, when I was a kid, I could fucking recite that movie. I had a Terminator... recite that movie right now. I'd seen it so many times. Dude, that movie is so fantastic. Even today. I watched it. I I swear to God, I just watched Terminator 2 no less than two months ago, and it still (laughs) stands up. Except the version that I watched was some, like, extended version that had a lot of extra shit. And I was like, why? I want to watch the... See, I love the extra parts that are in there. Like, that's cool to see. But no, I want to see... I want to watch the... The one I remember. Yeah. The one I remember, like, with... Dude, just... I remember... I used to put. I used to fall asleep to that movie. I've always fell asleep to movies. I've always fallen asleep to TV, and I, I can't not do that. Like I, and that's probably another reason why I, I don't try to pursue a relationship or anything. I know that I'm just going to be like, turn that off, and I'm like, Tammy and I sleep in different rooms. Yeah, like, like dude, I just listen, man. I, I wish that actually might be might be easy. That might be the deal. That might be the way to go. Well, I snore too loud, apparently. So Tammy, so me and Tammy can't sleep in the same room. And then at the same time, like, she wants no no light, no sound, no nothing. And I'm like, I have to have something on. Yeah, like, I can't, like, my, you probably like me, your subconscious is too busy to let you fall asleep if it doesn't have something to focus on. Right. Yeah, Same here. If, yeah, if I don't have yeah, if I don't have any kind of sound, my brain just goes too much. Yeah, it's too much. Like if it's silence, my brain doesn't stop. Like if it's silence, my brain has to accommodate for the the sound that is always going on. Yeah. Now the only time that that is okay is after a gig on the way home when I'm driving. Like I can listen to no radio. I can listen to silence. 
whenever I walk into the house after a gig, I can be in silence yeah. for a couple of hours before I turn the TV on. But yeah. when I'm trying to sleep, it's I got to have something fucking something. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, it's Ken Burns' baseball documentary. On CDs, man, try to imagine like playing on the big stage. Yeah, same here. And then, then that's when the repeat option finally came out. You didn't have to fuck with it; it would just be on all night. Yeah, you didn't have to flip the tape, the cassette tape, to yeah. play side B. Yeah. Well, I remember, I remember having my VCR. The first VCR I got with a repeat option. Oh, yeah. And I would wake up every time that it would stop to rewind. But it would always start back playing again. But I would always fucking wake up. But anyway, I, I, we're, we're scooting up on the two-hour and 40-minute mark. And I know that this has been a really, really, really long talk. And it's getting to be the 2 o'clock in the morning. So I don't want to keep you from your life any longer. Yeah, and, it's about time for me to get into bed. But uh, I hear hey, you, man. By the way, anybody who was listening to this... Don't hate me for the things that I had to say. <laughs> oh no, I, 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 we'll we'll, uh, we'll put a disclosure at the beginning in the uh, <laughs> in the description that Zach wants you to not hate him for anything that he said. Yeah. I'll just make sure to you know make that clear. But uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, I'm. I tell you what. Do you? Uh, I'm going to link up your your pages in the chat. And I'll probably do so in the description as well. So if anybody needs any jingles and such, they can contact you at. Look out jingles at facebook.com slash look out jingles. <laughs> yeah. Look out jingles. I, I was, I was, when you were taking a piss, I was trying to remember and I couldn't remember the fucking name. <laughs> look out jingles. So, uh, cool deal. Well, I'm going to link up all your, all your stuff in here and I'm going to go ahead and do an intro, but I'll let you get on to your, uh, Get on with your evening. I know you you got you got regular regular work in life to get to. I don't I don't have that. I don't work tomorrow till six o'clock. <laughs> PM. Well, well man, we definitely gotta do this again, man. The the FaceTime thing's a lot better than uh that's way cooler than, you know, just talking on the phone. I agree. And plus since I figured out how to do the screen grab thing, it, it works for YouTube a little better. I think it looks looks better on, on the screen on YouTube, so yeah. Cool deal. Absolutely, we'll do this again, man. Uh, let's try to get together. Let's try to get together again next month and uh, talk about some more things after you after you watch the Leaving Neverland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, I'm waiting to get HBO now or Go or whatever. Yeah. It is. <laughs> as soon as we get that, dude, I'll definitely check it out. Do that. All right, homie. Well, it's always good to talk to you. Love you, buddy. Same to you, man. Love you, dude. All right, buddy. Later. Later. I don't know when this stopped recording, but I'm going to start back now. Uh, anywho, so yes, Brother Zach came in to talk about all the good stuff, and I'm going to talk about all this in a minute in the intro anyway, so I'm just calming down out of the out of the outro. You, you get, does that make any sense? I'm just calming down out of the outro. We're just calming down in the outro. Listen to the music. It's playing now. <laughs> all right, anyway. So, yeah, I'll let you go ahead and get along with your lives. i got to take a piss, so I'm going to try to do the intro real quick and get out of here so I can go take a piss. But, anyway, enjoy your day. Be good people. In a world full of shitty people, don't be those people. Be a good person. I love you. I mean it. Peace, bitches.